All right, welcome. We are live. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. It's Friday night. Share this out, share this out, share this out. All right, there I am on the screen. Those of you uh, paying attention to the MP4 file version of this podcast, you can see my ugly mug right there on the camera. <clears throat> it's Friday night, right? Haven't started... Uh, my other venture yet where I'm going to start critiquing and breaking down um, the, the probably the scriptures, all the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, we'll see about I'm pretty sure I'm going to be doing that because I've been working on that quite a bit in the last year and, and correlating them and cross-referencing them. So I may start, uh, and I've been telling you guys about that, so I may start showing you guys that uh, as we go along. We'll see what happens, right? So it's Friday night. Reese, welcome. Denise, welcome, right? Thank you for being here. Uh, so I'm going to continue with uh, the conversation that's been going on since Tuesday. Uh, I was on the air on Tuesday. I was on the air on Wednesday. I was on the air yesterday. And now back on the air again today. I was on um, my other podcast, uh, Skull Island, on Wednesday. And then I was on Ariel's podcast on Tuesday and Thursday uh, talking about it. So I decided to go ahead and carry it on, especially because of everything that's going on in the world right now. And a lot of people are getting you know, a little scared, a little anxious worrying you know is this a third world war or quote unquote finger quotes in the air uh that has started and uh you know it is a very serious thing i don't want to take away from that okay uh it is a very serious thing this is the the largest uh, uh well you know the large what they said and this i want to correct this the news says this is the largest force fighting against another force since world war ii in europe only Okay, you need to understand that. This is not the largest military force that we've seen attacking another country in 80 years. The United States government, in fact, uh, invaded Iraq, Afghanistan, and other places with a lot of troops for a long, sustained period of time. Did they have 100,000 troops poised on the border of said country? Not, no, no, but we had, you know, we have more than a million soldiers in our army and we went to war with those people. We just didn't have them all standing on the border staring at them. Okay. So, and the Russians also earlier in the past were in Afghanistan. Okay. For an extended period of time all through the 90s, the 80s and 90s, okay? So you need to understand that this isn't the big one. Could it escalate to that? Yeah, at any time. Any war, which is hideous, can escalate into a world war if not if not having, you know, uh, adults in the room to calm the, the, the uh, you know, the throngs of war, right? So that could happen. It could get out of control. Look at a, look at here in the United States under the orange guy when when uh, uh, Iran shot down our uh, American drone. There were people inside this government that wanted the American government to go to war with Iran over that, and that almost happened. So just because the news is trying to strum up a bunch of uh, ratings because they have nothing. You know, we used to refer to this in this in the 80s and 90s as a TV war. 
that term hasn't been used in 25 years. So there's you guys out there, the younger generation, you may not know what that what that is, TV war. Now, some people say it's false flag and it's not actually happening. That's not true. But killing is our business and business is good. Right? Dave Mustaine, who left Metallica when the, Metallica was a, a puppy band, and he started his own band, <laughs> wrote, a, wrote a song called that. Wrote an album called that. Okay? And that's because he was talking about the TV wars. Okay, war is good business for the news because people just sit there and turn it on and they watch it in real time, not understanding that it you know, that it's not a movie, so it's not going to be over in a couple of hours. Okay, so they're sitting around going, "Why is it taking so long? What's going on? What what is it?" Because real life is actually happening in the background. Then there's wheeling and dealing, and there's stuff going on and sanctions, and and then there's real humans killing and dying, killing each other and dying. And that doesn't take place in a half second like it does in the movies. That carnage you see in the movies happens. But the movies cut every battle down to about 30 seconds. Okay? They don't have you in the, in the fray for 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Ask anyone who's ever been in combat, and they'll explain it to you. Okay? It is the scariest thing you face in your eternity is having another human hunting you while you're hunting that human, not knowing where they are, but who they represent. And so you're hunting a hunter who's hunting you very well trained. This is not a movie where the bad guys always miss and the good guys can look the other way and still shoot people. Bang, 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 and hit them with one shot and never have to reload. This is not Hollywood. This is real life. Okay. Even the movies that we made of just battles, think about that. Okay, we we made movies about the World War, the Second World War, every war, but let's just focus on the Second World War as an example because we made really big uh, epics about those about that war. The Battle of the Bulge was a mini series. Okay, was a mini series. When they made the first movie, it was four hours long. Do you understand that? Most people have the attention span of about 13 seconds. Could you imagine sitting through a movie that was four hours long? War, almost 100% of the time? People can't handle that. They can't handle that. During the the, the movie, The, the uh, Temptation of Christ, right? Not the last temptation of Christ. Well, there was one with Willem Dafoe, but not that one. The one that had, um, what's his name playing the part? I can't think of his name right now. Jim Caviezel playing Jesus. They would they cut away from the violence to show you other things because it would they found that it was too much for people to take, especially Christians, to see Jesus being tortured. And if they would have has started the torture scene and everything that, that we Catholics call the Beatitudes and filmed all of the Beatitudes until his crucifixion and only showed that constantly from the beginning to the end, people would, would run out of the theaters in, in terror. It's too much for their psyche to handle, okay? When they made the movie The uh, uh, Kingdom of Heaven, they they cut out like 80% of the carnage that ha- truly happens in that type of conventional war where you have people fighting hand-to-hand with with swords and daggers and axes and, and the like. Same thing with 
uh, History Channel's The Vikings. They had to downplay the carnage. As much as that carnage was for your eyes to see, it was like 80% downplayed. So it was about 20% of the real carnage that took place on a battlefield. Do you understand? So if people were embedded with these, you get glimpses when they're running away from, from fire or shells or whatever at, because they're not combatants, okay? You get glimpses of that on the news when they have people embedded and they're at a safe distance away that somehow they come under fire or, and they run. Because they're not, well, they're not wanting to fight. They're there trying to film it. Okay. And that scares people. Okay. Celeste, welcome. You know, it's weird. I was just uh, thinking about you. Uh, I was scrolling through my, um, uh, you know, the, the um, messages on Instant Messenger. Uh, and uh, I just happened to be scrolling through it. And there you were. And I hadn't talked to you for like uh, months. I was like, I wonder what she's up to these days. <laughs> and there you are. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe I clicked on it and you and so maybe the, because I did that, you got a notification that I that I had checked the message. I don't know. All I know is that there you are now. And literally an hour ago, I was wondering what you were doing and you popped in. Isn't that weird? So <clears throat> yeah, also stop watching it on social media, right? A lot of let me put this up on the screen and I'll read it. Uh, a lot of the old footage from from bombing bombings around the world it's not good for the psyche right to watch all that's not okay you don't have to be staring at the television they want you to they want you locked into that fear celeste is on to it they want you to sit there and, and, and check your phone constantly what's going on what's going on what's going on because that keeps you in a state of fear this is again you have to understand that the the powers that should not be the global elites because they have turned away from spirituality completely, they have no power to create. People who are evil can only destroy. They cannot create anything because they lack the love in their heart. They only know hate. They only love themselves. They don't love anyone else. They don't care about anyone else. Therefore, they lose the ability to create anything. The only thing they can create is chaos, doubt, fear, anger, aggression, violence, that's it. Oppression. That's it. Only negative things. You have to understand that. For them to be able to create something in the universe, they would have to love the universe. Because the universe was created by love, the word of God. The word, it was logos. Logos means love. Look that up. Okay. So the oldest written down word, quote unquote, of God was a Greek word, and it was logos. And that means love. Okay, so Christians would believe that Jesus is the word of God. So Jesus then is not only the, the spoken word of God, but he is the love of God. Do you understand? That's, that's why that title is like that. That's why they, that's why they venerated him with the, the, the Trinity. But that was just them trying to um, um, complete the Trinity within their monotheistic uh, ideology of, of the of a you know one single god being a male god not having the feminine goddess alongside her counterpart but diminished do you understand that just happens to be what that religion was there that's why it's hard for people who have a monotheistic uh, religious uh, 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 background in their in their uh, culture to to see Jesus as anything it's hard 
right? Because the, because of the immaculate conception, and to claim that shows, you know, there has to be a mother to have a, a son, so you have to have a mother and a father. But they're still trying to push the mom down to property because she was basically property to the Hebrews at the time. Women were, women were were to their function was to raise the children, have kids, and cook us food. Right, that was, that's in their religion. That's their. That's why I mean, look at the look at the uh, uh, re, that that religion then, and then look at the Mormon religion, which is another offshoot of that. And the men and women are still separated to this day during mass. Right now, the children are taken away from the adults as well. Even the Catholics do that. So that happens in in Christian to go and indoctrinate the children to the Christianity. I'm sorry to teach them in school. So you have to understand. That's just the dichotomy that they that they have there, and they were trying to make that work. However, it does always work out. There's other religions out there who have a different dynamic. We've gone over this to where there's a goddess as the look at the pagans, uh, look at the Celts. They see the goddess as eternal, and the god dies every year and is reborn because he is the life bringer, right? That's the sun. That's where they get that from. The sun, and the sun is what the son of God, right? The life bringer, the energy. So the sun for us gives us the same uh, uh, thing. So everything in the universe is is a microcosm to the macrocosm, do you understand? And why is, how does this tie into our choice? It, it is, it does, trust me. Um, right, yeah, uh, Denise said she's proud of the, the uh, Ukrainians um, loving their country. Yes, they're, they're digging in like Alabama ticks like the Americans did during the Revolutionary War. Everyone wants to be free, and to the last man, woman, and child, they're fighting. I, I love that for them, right? But, yeah, stop watching the news. I, I turn it on just to, you know, in the day when I wake up, turn it on. You know, it's like checking. It's Friday, right? It's like checking a soap opera. Turn it on. Watch it for a half an hour, maybe an hour until they start repeating themselves, and then you're done. You know everything that you need to know because the news cycle is now just going to recycle that all day long and then give you the one update if there is any update as time goes on. So you really only need to check in the morning and then at night before you go to bed and you can know everything that's going on up to date. You're not going to miss anything. The world's not going to come to an end without you, me, or anyone else knowing about it. And whether or not we're watching it at that second on television is not going to change the outcome, nor is it going to change the fact that we're going to know about it. <laughs> okay. So it's, so it's, that's not the important thing here. And this is, this plays into, we have a choice to make. Okay. And this is where you get that. Now, if any of you are Christian, Peter, welcome. If any of you are Christian, then you know, oh, Tony, welcome. Thank you, Denise, for saying hi to Tony. So that I looked up and saw Tony. <laughs> Thank you for that. Welcome, guys. Share this out, share this out, share this out. Okay, so I'm not saying to ignore what's happening at all, okay? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you, we should turn a blind eye and just let, let them do whatever they're going to do over there. We shouldn't do that. We should be putting pressure on this government to end it. And all that this government would have to do to end it would be to go back to get all the company uh, heads together that they that they closed down in the first week of this this administration's uh, uh, in office, okay, 
and reopen up all those factories and get all of our energy back to where we're energy uh, uh, efficient and energy independent. So we don't have to buy any of uh, anything from anywhere, anywhere in the world, period. So no, no uh, gasoline, no crude oil, no uh, natural gas, no liquid natural gas, none of that. We have all of that here and we can supply the world. We were the world's biggest supplier of all that stuff. And we were making billions and billions of dollars. We were going to be the richest country on the planet in less than five years. But this administration decided that we needed to go back to that whole plan of one global government. So we have to, we have to turn America off and have America be just the consumer be. You need to talk to this, put pressure on your congressmen and on to your uh, representatives and the president of the United States that all of this goes away. Because let me explain to you what happened when he turned everything off. That meant that 24% of our gasoline we're paying Russia for and have been since a year ago, January. So they've been stockpiling America's money, China's money, and everyone else in Europe, especially Germany, who 40% of their liquid gas or their natural gas comes from Russia. Do you understand that? So they turned off our pipeline coming from Canada and then voted to give in the world court to give Russia the pipeline that they needed to make all this money. So the regime in this country in January of last year is responsible for this happening right now because they gave the tools and made it, made it so. They said, we're not going to drill any of the stuff which is going to make us dependent on whoever is. And Russia says, well, we'll pick up the slack if you give us this pipeline. America said, sure, go right ahead and do it. And here's a bunch of money. Okay. So because of that, the Ukraine is under attack and America is paying for it and has paid for it for the last year with our gas prices. And every time you go to the pump, you're paying Russia money to, in fact, continue to invade over here. Well, no, we're 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 uh, blocking their bank accounts. No, they have a, most of their money is in is in Switzerland in a Swiss bank and they haven't gotten after that one. So all the money is not cut off and they still get money coming in from all these people. Do you understand that? So they could be stopped. And why is it that we would be obligated, Leo? Explain that, right? Okay, so let's explain that when Russia first started out as a movement before it became a country or a state or, a, or an empire, it started in Kiev or in Kiev. They used to pronounce it Kiev. Now they, now they pronounce it Kiev. So forever, uh, probably Americans were pronouncing it wrong and someone in that country corrected them because now all of a sudden everybody's calling it Kiev when before it was called Kiev my whole life. So, so in Kiev is where it starts. It was, it was the, it was the, uh, the, uh, uh, in that, in that, literally in that city, the, the Kievan Rus, uh, literally in that city started Russian, the Russians, the Russian government that became what it is. That's why Putin is going in there. But what happened was when Russia fell, they became their own country and they wanted to stay independent. But they had 80% of all of what the government of Russia owned nuclear weapons. Okay. So Bill Clinton, the American president, when he was the president of the United States, convinced the Ukrainians in good faith to give up their nuclear weapons and give them back to Russia. And, and Russia said, we won't invade them if they do that. Okay. Okay. So we talked them out of the only thing that kept them from being invaded by a foreign power. Oh, and by the way, also took away their military. 
it's just been recently that we've allowed them to have a military again. We do that normally. America does that. We did it to Japan. We did it to Germany. America does that when they conquer someone. They don't let them have a military for a while until that country uh, is until we're, our government thinks that they're they're can have their own military. Okay. To this day, Germany doesn't have one still. I don't believe they have much of anything. We're doing all the defense for them. So the NATO countries are defending each other over there. Ukraine is not in the in NATO. So then come forward in time, okay, the, the, the agreement was with Ukraine would be that we would help them and defend them if someone invaded. Now we're not doing that. Do you understand? And we're the ones who facilitated this entire thing. And just by turning off all of our production of all of the energy that we had is the reason this is happening. If we turn that back on and then provide all of that, all those liquid assets to Europe through America by buying our product, they won't have to buy Russian. And so then Vladimir will have nothing. He'll have no money coming in whatsoever. Okay. And the GDP of, of uh, Russia prior to us making them rich in the last year. Had, was only the size of Texas, which is a good for a state in the in the Union of the United States, but the United States as a whole—that's that's, you know Texas compared to Cal, just California. California is fourth in world production by itself. We would be the fourth largest world power on production if we were an independent state, an independent country. You understand that? Texas is behind that, so he they would still be on the world stage, but right now they have the largest standing army in Europe because of, of us, <laughs> because of the United States. Okay. And we're not doing anything and our government isn't doing that. And everybody keeps asking them, why are we not turning that back on? Well, because we turned it off because it was the orange guy's idea. So it's politics. Do you understand? That's the only reason you would do that. They're not concerned with a third world war breaking out. If they are, it's because they want it to. Because they're the ones who are allowing this to happen. The sole country that has the ability to make this stop without a physical or nuclear fight of any kind, or even a cyber fight, is the United States of America by ramping up production of all of our, all of our uh, energies and then selling those to the people who need them over in Europe so that they're not dependent on Russia and then Russia has no money to continue this fight for very long. Do you understand that? Would they what? Are, you, are they going to turn and they're going to, uh, uh, are they going to turn and, and nuke us because we, we didn't do that? That's the end of the world. They're not stupid. That's the end of the entire planet. It's a global killer. As soon as somebody starts nuking people, it's over. Everyone's going to retaliate and it's all, it's all over. Oh, see, Celeste, she had a, a Ukrainian exchange student that she went to school with. And, you know, so, so she knows people, knows what's been going on over there, knows what's happening. Right? Cheryl, welcome. Welcome. Kevin, Kevin, welcome, my, my brother. Welcome. Right? He says, I'm the, I'm the Kev, right? Yeah, right? You're the Kev, right? You're the Kevin Roos. <laughs> Kevin says, I'm the Kev, man. <laughs> Uh, energy prices have gone up in, in the U.S. The U.K., you guys had higher energy prices than us anyway. So under uh, under Trump, our, our, uh, uh, well, our well, let's just put it this way, okay? 
everything in the energy department in America has more than doubled in price in the last year. Okay. So it went from three fifty a gallon American down to $2 a gallon under uh, Trump when he ramped up production of all the, and that's just gasoline, natural gas and, and uh, electricity also has doubled. Okay. Not only that, but because of the cost of all of the energies that are that are going up, that means that all the truckers have to and the companies have to charge more money for their goods because they're being charged more money to bring the goods to them because the gas prices and the heating prices and all of that have gone up. So it's not just the the at the pumps. It's not just in your heating bill. It's not just in your electric bill or your water bill. Everything has gone up now. Right. So now, like a gallon of, of milk two years ago was was four dollars a gallon. It's now eight. OK, chicken just came back down. It went from nine ninety nine, like ten dollars a, a, a whole chicken. It went up to fifteen dollars and at one point twenty dollars. And now it just fell back down to somewhere on the average of, of eleven dollars. A rack of ribs at the store used to be $12 for a baby back rack of ribs. That went up to $18. Okay, so even your fast food restaurants, uh, two years ago, the fast food restaurants were, were uh, $5.99 for a, for a meal deal at just about any uh, fast food restaurant. Now they're all $9.99. Do you understand? All of that is due to the costs of all of this uh, uh, stuff going on, which was enacted as soon as as Biden got into office in January 27th, 28th, 29th, by the by the, you know, somewhere around the middle of February, he had signed over 150 executive orders that basically cut uh, America off from everything. And then, of course, they didn't do anything about the debacle that was the uh, the backup at the all the uh, all the ports during covid because their mismanagement of that completely while all that was going on. All of this other stuff was ramping up and getting ready to go. Do you understand? So it's not just the prices at the pump that we have to worry about here in America. And I'm sure you guys in other countries are finding the prices of everything going up as well. That's all directly related to this scenario that put this invasion into play. And all of that can go away and all the prices can come back down if America starts freaking Drilling and, and getting the oils out of the ground, and the gases out of the ground and selling them to the people who need them over in Europe. This whole thing goes away. But they don't want that. They want one world government. OK, they're talking to the world on television that we Americans will fight for freedom to keep people free. The entire time that regime in this country is trying to do to us what the dictator uh, in Canada just did to the Canadian slaves. Do you understand? There's my brother. There's my brother in real life. Jeff just came in. <laughs> right? Yeah, plus the Afghanistan. Don't forget the Afghanistan uh, uh, debacle, my brother says, <laughs> the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Right? And all of that showed that this regime is weak. Okay? Joe Biden and everybody talking about his cognitive abilities, and it's obvious when you watch him, you don't have to listen to Fox to know. All you have to do is turn on any news agency and listen to our president talk for more than 20 minutes, and he starts going cuckoo-cachoo. Okay? Now, you know, granted, when you get older, you have problems pronouncing things, remembering things. You, you have that. That happens anyways. But he's, he's further beyond that. 
I have a mother who's 77, same age as, as Vladimir Putin, by the way, and really close to, to uh, Joe Biden, by the way. She has Alzheimer's. She's, she's dementing. I would not, would not allow her. She can't even run the television to change the channel. Okay, now I'm not saying that just because they're that age that they're not cognitive. Joe Biden is showing the same signs my mother showed of decline five years ago. Okay, and the same uh, 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 cognitive decline that Ronald Reagan was showing prior to them keeping him out of the media altogether. And then they had to admit to the world that he had Alzheimer's and he had no idea what was going on. So at the end of his presidency, he didn't remember that he was ever the president. Okay, and then he died not too long after that. So we have to put pressure on our government if we want this to not spiral out of control, not become a global war, and not become the third world war. All of that can be solved by our government drilling for, for energy and selling it to those people. Done deal. <clears throat> Vladimir has no more money. He'll run out of it. He can't do it. And then if we're, and then if we're true to our word, our agreement, our our treaty with the Ukrainians, and we bring them weapons, anti-tank weapons, anti-aircraft weapons, and bullets and guns, and we arm them with the stuff they need, which was the agreement not to have our troops, no boots on the ground, but for us to give them, we can run it into them from four or five countries that have a border with them right now that are, that are NATO countries. Okay, so it's not like, oh, we can't land anywhere in the Ukraine to give them this material because the Russians have air superiority. Really? Really? You walk them across the border and hand them to the first soldier and he starts shooting down anybody who comes near you as you drive the stuff up to the border and their soldiers come over into the country that you're at and they pick the stuff up and start going back. And if then if the Russians decide to attack at that point because we're fortifying them, that's their act of war. That's on them. We're not doing anything physically in there to cause war. We are taking our allies. We're giving them the stuff to give to these people to fight you off. That's been done in Afghanistan. The Russians were given all the stuff to the freedom fighters to kill Americans. And when it was down the other foot and the Russians were in there, we were given all the munitions to their freedom fighters to kill the Russians. That goes on all the time. They call it a war by proxy. That's not the same thing as war. If so, we're already at war with Russia and we have been for 45 years because we've been undermining them and they've been undermining us all over the world. They, the, the Bay of Pigs in Cuba, we should be at war with Russia then because they were putting missiles in Cuba. And we went down there to invade, to destroy those and put a blockade up against the Russians. Do you understand? So the rate, so saber rattling from a crazy 77 year old man saying, this is my line of death and any Americans who try to help the Ukrainians, uh, they will, anyone who tries to help the Ukrainians, they will be destroyed utterly because I am Vladimir Putin and I am so strong. Bitch, sit down and shut up your fucking nobody. And we could take that from you by ramping up our fucking energy, uh, uh, production in this country, and you're done again. Little teeny cowboy riding naked on a horseback going, yeehaw, look at me, I am American, I am tough like them. I am so tough, I have to put on a horse and a cowboy hat to look like an American to pretend I am tough. You can't even talk shit right, Vlad. Shut up and go home. He's probably dying, even his own people think there's something wrong with him and he's sick. Okay, so maybe he is dementing, and if he is, now he's in that lashing out stage, and he's going to war because he doesn't have much. He knows he's at the end of his life. He's getting close. So now he wants to go out with, uh, by, with having an empire, so hopefully they'll make money with his picture on it.
so that he'll have his, you know, so he can then say he had a legacy when he's dead. Okay, so that's what's going on. Right? Yeah, Obama gave them blankets, not weapons. That was that was to Ukraine, as a matter of fact. Yeah. They were supposed to be giving them weapons back then because Crimea was taken over in 2014 under Obama's watch when Joe Biden was the vice president and the country was weak politically around the world. Therefore, what we had Hong Kong taken over by Japan under Biden and now Ukraine. And then we'll have Taiwan will fall next and possibly Jerusalem. If all that happens, it will be the third world war and more than one quarter of the world's population will cease to exist in less than five years. A whole quarter of the population. We're at 7.5 billion people right now. That's somewhere, what, around two and a half billion, four, no, three, three point two billion, something like that off the top of my head. That'd be about 33%, right? If I, if we say that's so a one quarter, uh, you know, 25% would be a little bit less. So about 28% of, of the population, one quarter of the world. So that would be about 2.8 billion people will die. That's a lot. That's more than the entire United States. We only have 380 million people here. That's four times that size. In fact, that's about the same. That's 33% of the world's population. Do you understand that? <clears throat> and all of that can be averted by us simply doing that. So we all need to put pressure on this government to end their tyrannical downward spiral to where they're trying to rule the world and turn us into a communist nation because they are. And if you don't think they are, you're fooling yourself or you're lying to yourself. <clears throat> or you have been staring at the news agencies and listening to propaganda only and not thinking for yourself. So what is the choice that we have to make here? Well, one, the choice that we have to make, I should have said choice is, but there's one big choice. The first choice is not the big choice. The first choice is, do we want a global war or do we not? If we don't, we need to put pressure on our government to do the right thing to stop this force them to do what needs to be done so that we take this war away. Because if they don't, they're complicit in it. If you don't say anything to the government to do just that, to stop this war, you're, the war is on your hands as well. Do you understand that? It has come to the time where people have to start standing up and being the adults here and telling the children to get the fuck out of the pool. Everybody's taking a break until further notice. Okay. And that's not even the big choice that you have to make here. The big choice that you have to make has to do with <clears throat> the reason why all of this is happening. This is the part that some of you know because I've been talking about it all week. Some of you, if you're here just now and you haven't heard me speak Tuesday, Wednesday, or yesterday, then you won't know that. But if you heard me speak anytime before that, you would, you would still go, yeah, figures he was going to go there with us because that's what I do, right? So the bigger choice that you have to make is, <clears throat> is first you have to understand. First, you have to understand that this is a matrix that we're in. This is an illusion that we're in. It was designed that way on purpose because you're a baby soul here and you have to understand what it means to be a soul. So you have to have your playpen that you can't get out of, an easily escapable playpen that only you can get out of when you learn your coordination and learn how to stand up and pull yourself up and fall out of the, out of the, the, the crib. Then you have to learn how to fall out of the crib without hurting yourself so you don't cry, so your parents don't pick you back up, so you have a little bit of freedom until they find you wandering the halls like a, like a turtle on its back trying to figure out how to make your legs and arms move now, okay? That's what happens in this place to our souls with this body. That's what happens. So this place where they say, oh, we're trapped in this prison colony. 
It's not a prison colony. It was not designed to be a prison colony. It was not had didn't have wardens that were over it like you keep hearing them talk about. None of that happened until the AI, until the Orion Crusaders got boots on the ground. When they were invited here to Earth, that's when all of this started. And that's when they did implement holograms to keep us stuck in the Matrix. It's just like the movie, The Matrix, just like any other movie. In fact, it's like every movie. Okay, so that did happen. We lost the first temporal war because we invited them in like a vampire. They knocked to the door. And we said, oh, yes, quite show. Good show, Mike. Good man. Come right on in. And then they came in and went, <laughs> we went, oh, fuck. There goes the neighborhood. Okay. So, so here's the deal. Acknowledging that, the first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. Okay. Oh, thank you, by the way. I, I have a, I, I, first of all, this Celeste, she said she's sending throat clearing uh, uh, energy. Uh, thank you. I'm, I have a problem with my vocal cords um, and I've had that problem for a very long time. That's why I have this voice. Um, when I was younger, I got a cyst on my vocal cords and I actually uh, pinched like all the cords together so I could only make this sound. Uh, I walked around talking like this for about two years. This is how I sounded. And uh, the doctors were afraid to go in and do any surgery because your vocal cords are so delicate that in removing the cyst, they might sever the vocal cords and I may not have a voice at all. So they said, you got one. Um, stick with it. And then they were then I was taught how to do rehabilitation things to hopefully at some point uh, strengthen the vocal cords. And, and if not, um, you know, uh, somehow by vibration, maybe break down or get the cyst to go away. A lot of times they just go away on their own. Um, and I don't know if it went away, but I do remember the day when my vocal cords were no longer attached. I felt them pop. And I thought I was afraid to speak because I thought at that point I just broke my vocal cords and I was panicked and I thought I was going to lose my voice, have it gone forever. So then I decided to, to make noise and I could still make the same noise. And I started going up and down through the register. And when I got to the point of the vibration where the cyst had grabbed a hold of vocal cords, uh, it still hurt. So it was still uh, it, it had just broke loose, popped off, whatever, but they just separated and it was still damaged. So that hurt. So I waited. And after a few days, uh, it started healing and I was able to, to start having a voice again, uh, that was a little bit more normal. And then I had this voice because I've been talking two or three hours on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And now here I am today, as some of you who listen to me all the time, you might notice that my voice is a little bit more raspy than normal because I've worn it out. My vocal cords are tired from all the talking. So I thank you, Celeste, for, <laughs> for that. After I get done here, I didn't hardly spoke all this morning at all. Uh, and, and now I'm talking. And after this, I probably won't speak hardly at all the rest of the night because of that, to give my vocal cords rest. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. You had them all out of the pool because they were peeing in the pool. My brother said, yes. Um, Star Child, welcome. So, And you've been, Celeste, as I've been dealing with neck nerve damage this week, a lot of people don't understand the energy attacks. Yes, for those of us who speak the truth, yes. Uh, and we have a lot of that. So not only, Celeste is, is, uh, is going further, uh, saying not only do we have, first of all, wanderers and truth speakers usually have problems uh, physiologically anyways because our vibration is too high for this construct uh, and, and the body knows that and so it does it doesn't fit right and our vibration causes us to have autoimmune problems throughout our body uh, and then on top of that 
we're being constantly attacked psychically by the powers that should not be and entities that are evil because they want us to shut up. They don't want us giving you this knowledge. They want you to stay asleep forever in the status quo. And those of us who are speaking truth become attacked on a daily basis. That's one of the reasons why Celeste said she was sending energy to help because she understands that it's not just me with my vocal problems, but I also have people in this universe in on this planet that are focusing their energy on me looking for any weakness to exploit without throughout my body. If you remember when I was doing the law of one, uh, it was uh, Carla who was the channeler that raw was channeling through. She was under attack constantly day in and day out her entire life because of that. And up to and including all the way until she died and whenever that was 2015 or 2016. They were bringing her in to speak. I remember watching one of her last videos. She was in a, in a bed. She was on a gurney and they wheeled her in and mic'd her up so that she could speak to the people and then wheeled her out. I mean, that's, that's, she was, her body was degrading that far, but she was still in there. Her mind, she was still doing it until eventually she died. And yeah, I heard of a lot of energy, Peter said, I heard of a lot of energy attacks in the last couple of days, uh, but uh, he says, I haven't been myself. No, you have, you have also been under attack. And I realized that when I heard your last message the other day, yesterday, and I sent you a lot of energy uh, to, to protecting energy and loving energy because of it. I knew that wasn't you. I was listening to you speak and I'm like, okay, he's frustrated. He's hurt and he's being under attack. I can tell because you're never that way. You're always very, very positive, man. You always have been since the day I met you. So I, I've been sending you energy because I know what's what's happening to all of us. It is because of what's going on. Okay. See, right. See, uh, what is How do you pronounce that? Is that Finesca? Right. No, that, that person said the same thing. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm feeling it too. Ever since the, ever since Imbolg, which was the middle of the solstice, the next day was 2222, right? And then, then we had 222222, uh, right? On the 22nd. So that was, on the second, that's when it hit me. I was under attack then. It started then. That's when I, my eye is still, it's almost back to normal, but it still has some blood in the bottom. Or well, I burst a blood vessel in my sleep while out of body while fighting. <laughs> I remember bearing down on my whole body, almost seized up like a seizure. And that, and that was for me uh, fighting in a different plane than this one. And I burst a blood vessel that bled for, uh, I don't know, must have bled for four or five days because it took almost three weeks now to heal. That's a long time. Half my eye was blood. And I mean dark red, deep blood, like a crescent moon until uh, a week ago today. And then it started healing. So this is one week into starting the healing process. Or it probably started prior to that, but you couldn't tell because there was so much blood. So everyone is going through this if you in, in any way. And the reason for this is, yeah, see, Cheryl said that her husband, who has with dementia, has been violent to her all week. I'm so hurt, right? It's, it, because of the energy. It's the, the full moon, the, the everything in retrograde during the time this whole week. Uh, you have all the stuff that's going on. Think about the violence that is ramped up on the planet, the hostility. You have the, the, the you know, the uh, illegal takeover of Canada by a dictator who turned himself into a monarch and has complete supreme power over his, all of the people, a population of Canada that needs to be dealt with, and the people of Canada need to stand up, or they all need to come here to America and get out of that country before they start arresting you. Whatever you guys need to do, do it, okay? But somebody in that country needs to stand up and say, no, 
Okay, because this is not happening. What they're trying to still double down and triple down on is taking over the control of all governments worldwide to be that, to be a communist dictatorship. America has been trying to do it. They're still working on it. And if they don't do anything to stop the Russians, that should tell you that they're complacent with that. And they're wanting to turn America into Canada. Only they can't have Joe Biden in charge. They got to have someone else in the Democratic Party in charge because he is, in fact, checked out. Okay, so they're trying to figure out how they can make a move and how they can do that with without showing their true hand of who's really running this government, because, you know, it's not Joe and, you know, it's not Joe's wife and, you know, it's not Camel Toe Harris. Okay, because she's a moron. She's a fucking moron. She doesn't even read briefings and she can't even talk on camera without looking stupid to the whole fucking world. That's the way she was in California. That's the way she is now. She's always been that way. She's mediocre at best. She's a moron, and she thinks that she could be the queen of the world, okay? And people in California hated her. She had a 2% approval rating out here, not even a 33%. The only reason why she's getting a 33% is because she's a woman and a woman of color. <clears throat> That's the only reason she's getting that high of a rating. If people were honest, if she were a man, she would have a 2% rating, <laughs> okay? Even if she were a black man, okay? Even if she were a trans black man, no, maybe not. Having the whole trans thing go on might give her some more street cred, right? Because then she's gorgeous. Like Tom McDonald says, you take a man and you put him in a dress and he's gorgeous. But if he's not in a dress, he's a racist. That was in one of his songs and he was making a point. Okay, so what is going on that we would have to be making? Um, what's this? It's never the president. It's It's the ones on the... On office for yeah, it's not yeah exactly. It's not the it's the president that's in office is temporary. They're only there for four to eight years and then they're out. The people who are, are perpetually in office all the time, those are the ones. Okay, so all the people in the Secret Service, right? All those service agencies in the, the ones in the courts, unfortunately, but the politicians in the House and the Senate of the United States as well that have been forever swampers. They got into office when they were you know back when it was 1778. And they're still in office today, right? Some of them have been dead for 100 years, don't know it. They're still showing up. They're still, okay. The good thing is that they're getting rid of the draconian measures from all the lockdowns. Even Gavin Newsom, the the uh, uh, governor uh, of, uh, of what used to be a, uh, the, the great state of California, uh, that is now the pit of the, of the, of the world, uh, has more homeless people on the streets in the state of California than everywhere else on the planet combined. Um, he is has now to lifted of the of the you know what it was it 865 mandates. He's down to only 15 percent of them still being in place. He's lifted all the other ones because even he knows they got to let COVID go. COVID's dead. COVID's over. No one's buying it anymore. They bought it for the first year. Then they started waking up and going, "Is it? Could it be that this is all bullshit?" And it took everybody about another year to get to this point, okay? So now everybody's tired of it. They're like, you've been lying to us the whole fucking time. Shut the fuck up. When the CDC has to not give us any new numbers because we'll probably misinterpret their numbers because their numbers show that everything is declining drastically and that herd immunity is way the fuck up here. So they can't get, they won't show the numbers anymore because they can't make them look bad. <laughs> before they could pad the numbers and make them look bad, they can't do it anymore because people are on to them. So you're telling me that nobody died from any other disease in 2020 at all except COVID? 
Well, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not what we're saying. If you look at the, the technicality here is that we're listing influenza and COVID together. You see? Oh, okay, so most of those people died from influenza, but you can't discern it from COVID. Oh, no, 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 no. We can. Well, then why are you combining them? Well, just, just hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Look, look, look. Look at Russia. See what Russia? It's because way the orange guy had us count it when he was here. See? So under the orange guy's way of counting, look at Russia. Look at Russia. Over there at Russia. At the orange guy's, orange guy's uh, uh, counting when he was in office, he was the one who had us combine all that stuff together. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. And he comes out and says, I, I didn't have him do any of that. I don't know what they're talking about. Well, you know how he lies. You know how he lies all the time. Come on. You're not going to believe him. He's a liar. Right? Look at Russia. Look at Russia. Don't look at me. I didn't do anything wrong. Look at Russia. China didn't do anything wrong. They're our friends. Look at Russia, evil, evil empire, right? So let me ask you this, people. Here's a question I want to ask you. Out of Vladimir Putin and Joe Biden, which one do you think is in the cabal? And which one do you think is out of the cabal? One of them is cabal and one of them is not. Which one do you think? Shall I answer that question for you? Show of hands, boys and girls. Anyone have an answer, a guess? Vladimir Putin is not in the cabal. Okay. Joe Biden is. The cabal is trying to turn the world into one world government that's a socialistic government under their control. Vladimir Putin is not under that control. Is he an evil dictator? Yeah. But he's not their evil dictator. So who am I going to believe? <clears throat> the CDC of the United States of America, who in fact is the cabal, that's being proven in court. Uh, myself and many other whistleblowers. I have many episodes where I've talked to CIA agents, CIA agents, uh, uh, two different FEMA agents after the FEMA was taken over by the federal government and all the changes to FEMA were made. They saw something wrong with the plans for the future and started talking about it. Uh, overseas version of uh, European version of FEMA and the world version of FEMA personnel from those uh, respective governments also telling me the same thing. That all of this <clears throat> has been a plan from the beginning. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So I'd say Vladimir wants the Middle East. This is Celeste talking. I'd say Vladimir wants the Middle East to sell oil under their currency. Yes. Because, well, see, that there's the problem, too. And that's, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Agenda 21, Peter. Agenda 21. Peter knows what I'm talking about. Uh, he's referring now to uh, what I was told from all of these FEMA agents worldwide uh, about uh, the plan, Agenda 21, the plan of what they were going to do. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> he said, take a drink of water. Thank you, I needed that. I was too busy talking and not thinking about it, so thank you. That's why I love working with psychics. <laughs> right? That's why I love working with psychics. You guys you guys would be like, wait, Leo, stop. Water, you need water in your throat. That was perfect. Wet the whistle. Okay, so Agenda 21 is what I was referring to there. And you can look that up so you know that I, I didn't just make that up. I'm not just spouting shit off. All right, why is all this happening? Right? Oh, wait, let's go to the currency thing, right? The currency thing that Celeste talked about. Okay, right now, the currency of the realm is the U.S. dollar, okay? Our dollar is based on debt. We don't have, our dollar is not based on tangible goods. Okay. So the amount of money that we have printed is no different than monopoly money, but everybody decided to use that monopoly money, right? As the currency. If, if the global currency becomes the Russian money, 
then everybody who we have borrowed from is going to want their money back. Do you understand? Because now it's not the global currency. So they're going to want the money that they that they invested in us back because they're going to invest it in whoever the, the currency of the realm is. The Chinese are trying to do that with the yen as well. And if that happens, our economy crashes because without that's that's why Trump wanted to take us off of this global banking system, which is fake. I wrote a book about it, so I'm not talking out of the left side of my ass and not know what I'm saying. I wrote a book about it. If the currency of the realm is not America, then our money goes to the, the, the value of it goes down to nothing. Because people are going to want all the money that they invested in us back or they're going to want collateral parts of our country. Do you understand that? <clears throat> so we can't have that happen. Otherwise, that's why Donald Trump was going to take us off and could put us back on the gold standard so that if something like that happened, it wouldn't matter. In fact, he was going to start a whole new monetary system because the American dollar was becoming so weak and it's weak now, weaker now than it ever has been because they printed so much of it. Do you understand? If you don't, you need to take a civics class or an economics class, especially a global economics class, uh, and you'll understand what I'm saying. If you have never taken those classes, you're not going to understand. You're going to say, I don't get why that would happen because you don't understand what it means to just print paper money and with a promise that it'll be paid back by us, by our slave labor. Do you understand? It's maritime law. You need to look into that. <clears throat> yes. And Celeste said, unfortunately, that's exactly how Hitler saved Germany. Yes, it is. And then when it went back to the dollar at the end of the war, people were walking with wheelbarrows full of the German mark to get a pair of shoes because the price of everything went way up because their money was useless. So the price of everything went way up for them because they had to match the American dollar and everybody had they had to pay back all their bills uh, the, to all the people that they borrowed from or stole from. So their money became worthless. And I don't mean worthless. I mean, worthless, nothing. Same thing happened to the South in America when the America won the war and the, the Southern um, uh, money disappeared off the face of the earth because it was absolutely useless now. Do you understand how that happens? Uh, so thank you, Celeste, for kind of throwing that that way because that gave them something to, and then gave me another segue to show them another example. Right, and Sophia, yes, nothing is, let me put this up on the screen, nothing is as it seems. The entire system is based on fraud. Yes, I wrote a book about that. Uh, money is fiction. Who had the ability to create money in the first place? Right. Nobody, except for the people who put themselves in charge and told you that something has had a value for it. And once they started the barter system, then they said they went to, they started you know, trading gold. And then instead of trading the gold itself, because people would die with it out to sea and it would get sunk and gold was, they'd have to go mine it. They decided to print paper money because they could just reprint it. And that was when the global banking system started up and it was localized. At that point, it was in, in England and uh, and came out. But, but they weren't the ones who started it. The ones who started it was all the way back in, in the Crusader days when they started it. They started the credit line. So they had basically paper money. They would give you a note and you would take it. You're going to Damascus. You put money in the bank in England and then you end up going to Damascus. You don't have any money with you while you're there. So you can't be robbed on the way. When you get there, you hand over this note. They see that they received a note as well <clears throat> saying that you had this money in the bank back in England. So it's confirmed. And then they will give you some of your money. And you have and the whole time that you're in in the Middle East, you have a bank that has your, your money that you brought with you. 
<clears throat> to do the things that you need to do. <clears throat> and for those people who got paid on the crusade, same thing. Here, we'll hold on to it for you. And that way, if something happens and you die, we'll get it to your family. Do you understand? Uh, and then you can pick it up when you get back home. So you won't need to, you can't get robbed of it in any way. <clears throat> so then when they were uh, back in, in uh, 1307 on Friday the 13th, which made uh, Friday the 13th un unlucky, right? And then we'll get into what she was saying with the money talks class, right? Uh, so then when they got taken over, they scattered to the winds and they ended up up in, in uh, uh, Switzerland. And they created the Swiss government and then, of course, the Swiss banking system, which is what our monetary system worldwide is based on. And that's why they're neutral and they have the, the currency of the, the world, truthfully, is the Swiss currency uh, in the banking. Okay, but all money that is exchanged is the American dollar, but the banking system was invented by them. And why was all of that put together? At first, it was put together for a good reason, but then nefariousness took over people who were evil decided that they could use this and then people were on the gold standard america was on the gold standard until a certain time when the when the uh, uh cabal got to the president and, and convinced the president to go off the gold standard and onto this fake global banking system which doesn't have a single dollar the american fed the federal bank has never had a penny in it okay it's just there, and they just have people running it, pretending that they're in, in charge of the American dollar, and they are. Bankers. And uh, all the other bankers of the world are the same way. The European banking system, the euro banking system, all of that's fake. It's all fake. It's just, they just make it up, vote on what money they want, and they borrow it from the servants. So we, the servants, the peasants, the slaves, owe that money back to them. And we don't just owe it. We owe it, to, we owe it twice. We, we owe double. <clears throat> so the, the interest is 100%. Do you understand? So if they borrow a billion dollars from us, we Americans uh, owe $2 billion in taxes to pay for that billion dollars. Do you understand that? And then they end up spending the other billion dollars as well and tax us on it again, and we end up still owing. That's how the deficit gets so large. They just keep borrowing against us that we're going to pay it back with our taxes, with our labor. And then they then they make up even more money. Credit card companies just invent that they are going to give you credit. They just they, they, I give you credit. I have going to give you a credit line of this amount of money. If you screw it up, they come after you and collect it, ruin your credit so you can't get any. If you don't, they just made up whatever money they gave you. You go and spend it on a credit card and you pay down the debt on the credit card. That's all uh, money to them because they gave you fake money and then you're paying them real money in return for it. You understand how that works? Banks do the same thing. You put your check in the bank. Right. They keep 10 percent of it in case you have to take money out. You can come and get cash. They take the rest of it and they play the stock market and shit with it. OK, they make all kinds of money buying and selling shit on the stock market uh, and, and that and other exchanges giving loans out to people. You go to get a loan from your bank. They're loaning you your money and charging you money to give you your money like a loan shark. Do you understand that? I wrote a book about this. <laughs> OK, so. All of that is what's going on in the world. And while all that's going on, they're telling you, look over here, look over here, look over here. And they're trying to, to destroy the monetary system that is in play, the American dollar and anyone else for that matter, and, unless they're a communist country, because that's the currency that they want. One world currency government, and it's going to be on their global banking system that they own. And you're going to, so you're going to be getting money completely controlled by the government, from the government, for the government, and then cut you off. Should sound familiar? And cut you off at any time, just like Justin Trudeau just gave himself the power to do up there. 
Okay, so so we need to make a decision about that. Why is all of that important? Well, it's important on a physical level because of the slavery of of the world is at stake, uh, or the third world war to uh, you know conventionally or nuclearly get rid of these uh, people that are in a cabal and uh, and maybe destroy half a, half the planet in doing so, <clears throat> or okay, or. That's the end game they want you to buy into. That's the Armageddon that they want you to see. They want you to fear, and they want, and, and so the fear will drag you into that place of making that happen. Why do they want that to happen? They still want to. Sorry, I'm cleaning up my desktop over here because I had a bunch of um, uh, pop-ups that that accumulate when I get a pop-up instead of it being on the screen. <clears throat> my program pulls it off to the side and puts it in a sidebar. Uh, and then I look down when I get like 20 of them, I open the sidebar and close all, all those out. That's what I was doing just then. So they want the violence because the violence is conventionally in this hologram. Do you understand that? So let me explain what happened, right? We had this group of people, this evil group of people called the Orion Crusaders that were evil that came from Orion, the, 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 the constellation of Orion, in the third dimension and in the fourth dimension, came down here to Earth, Okay. They are the ones that got the boots on the ground that I referred to earlier. Then they cha changed the past, the present, and the future, and they created a holographic system. This holographic system is overlaid on top of the already uh, uh, matrix that was already here so that we can't see certain parts of that matrix, and that's how to get out. They went to all the Bibles and pulled out all the stories in the Bible that referred to that in any way and burned them all, except these people called the Essenes. <laughs> I think that's who it was at the time, skirted away with a bunch of scrolls and planted them in the Dead Sea area, region of the world. That's why they're called the Dead Sea Scrolls. Those were found, and those were supposed to be found by this generation, and they were. And this generation translated them like they were told in the other Bible, or all the other Bibles that were left in, all the books that were left in, still had a few. Possibly they couldn't understand it, or possibly it still drove their agenda. We're not quite sure, but they didn't eradicate all the information. They never seemed to be able to do that. Something always stops them, and I believe that has to do with the law of the universe. The different laws in the universe does not allow them to completely destroy a thing and then wipe it off the face of the earth because everything has to be a 50-50. So if I'm going to destroy all knowledge, some of it is going to survive because that's the law of the universe. Okay, so that's the back door to the matrix. It was designed by the creator before the creator allowed people to be evil, that when they were evil, they could only be evil in this place and only for so long, and it would end no matter how hard that they tried. What you guys need to understand here is this isn't the beginning of the Third World War. This, that's already over. The war has ended. This is the end of that war. If you read any Bible, especially the Christian Bibles or even the Hebrew Bible, you know that the prophecy at the end times, right? Uh, when the when the tribulation, the time of toil and trouble, the the you know whatever they call it in in all the different Christian uh, uh, religions, right? It is is this time? You have to remember leading up to it, it says in the tomes that God will release the devil on the earth to rule the earth for a certain time. That didn't just happen. That happened a long, 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 long time ago. And that's ended now. Do you understand? Look at history 
and go back in history from this point, go backwards, right? People keep, oh my God, the world is in the worst shape that it's ever been in. No, no. There was most of the world, if you go back to the Roman times, there was war in every country almost the entire time that the Romans were in office. You know why? Because they were gobbling up the entire planet, warring. Prior to the Romans being in charge, you had the Greeks. The Greeks were conquering the planet. So there was a war going on around the world almost exclusively the entire time. Prior to them, it was what? It was the Muslims, right? So the Muslims have been going on forever and ever as well. You go back far enough and they come forward all the way up until now. These people were warring going back for 100,000 years. So there has been more war. And then you look at China, same thing. Look at every country. There has always been war all the time, almost consistently, every day, day in and day out. Until you get to the 20th century, the 19th, the 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, and the 21st century. And then you see there are times where there's peace more often than not. And it's been that way for a long time, where there's been far less global war than any other time period before now. Okay? The Romans tried to eradicate all memory of what of, of the existence of our planet and everything. Thank you, Tony. My segue must have been uh, subconsciously from Tony, right? The like the the uh, the Library of Alexandria, along with all the scrolls and the knowledge. I'm reading. This is what Tony put up. I'm putting it up on the screen. Reading it to those of you on the MP3 file, according to history. So all of the scrolls of knowledge they tried to eradicate, and what happened uh, at that time? I can tell you because I've read because I'm Irish, right? Peter will tell you, Irish monks and the and even the Scottish monks. If you look at the the uh, 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 the Bible that they have, the Kilborn Bible, they have they have scrolls that came out of Egypt during the Exodus. They took those back to Scotland for safekeeping. The Irish stole away every single book and scroll except for the Dead Sea Scrolls because we didn't have them, we didn't find them yet. But every single book and scroll that we now currently have on this planet, the only reason it's here. Every bit of information, including all of the ancient uh, 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 prophets, all of the ancient philosophers, all of the ancient history, Roman history, all the history that we have of the world right now as we know it. All of that information was stole away by Irish monks moved to Ireland and they had scribes rewriting all of them word for word and then giving all those books to another monk, another team of scribes. And they were told, go to Germany and open a church and do the same thing. Go to Scotland, open a church, do the same thing. Go to Italy, open a church, do the same thing and expand this back out to the world. And eventually people started buying the books and putting them in their private collections. And then libraries started being made from their books. And, and, and the world was obscured to the knowledge that it was the Irish that saved all of our history. And they, the Irish have always been the the, the one uh, country that's been picked on, and they've done more for this planet than any other country. And I'm not just saying that because I'm Irish. I'm saying that because I've read history, and I know what happens and what has happened. Everybody has played a part, but the Irish have played this weird little part, this little teeny country that has done more good for the world than any other country, even America. Uh, and people don't even know about it, and they don't get credit. You can read the book, The Gods of Ireland. We'll talk about it in that. Uh, you can read about how uh, how Ireland saved the world. That's the book about the, uh, those books, uh, and you'll find that out. So people, my point is, around the world have been trying to destroy all of our past and everything that we know about our past because in all of that information is our true past. Do you understand? 
And they tried to kill it off and, and get rid of it for us not to know. And there was a time, a very large time, when all of this was in secret and underground. That was when the devil was loosed on the planet and the planet was lawless. And that took intervention from our Godhead. It took intervention from the Savior to come down on earth more than once. We know of 12 occasions in 12 different places around the world. There's actually even more than that. I could probably count more than that. But we know of 12 for certain. And when you read the scrolls from every country that still has a copy of their ancient creator uh, scrolls, you'll find that it's the same character again. So you had to have, we had to have an intervention over and over and over in ancient times. And that was the back door that was there prior to them. Do you understand? <clears throat> so it was already there. So we've had this, in for in, this, this reoccurring caricature, this reoccurring character that has come down here in different guises on different places that was the exact same character, the exact same soul that did the exact same thing for those people. There's a reason that that's been told that way. And there's a reason that those stories have never changed. Stories always change throughout time, but this creation story that we have over and over and over, a hundred different, 250 different, uh, 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 what we seemingly think are 250 different religions, ancient and stuff older than that and older than that and older than that and older than that. But the truth is, the only thing that changed in all of that was the names of the characters. Everything else was the same. It was a parable of the same story. And then every story we've told since then uh, has that, that I'm aware of, because every time I look at a story and read it, I go, oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Alice in Wonderland. There it is. Who was the Mad Hatter? Who was, who was Alice? Alice was the savior character. Alice had to fight the dragon. Thor fought the dragon. Marduk fought the dragon. Do you understand? Jesus fought the devil. Do you understand? Right? Uh, and then, and then you have uh, what's her name? Alice in Wonderland. She fought the dragon. Only in the in uh, in uh, um, well, in, in, in Alice in Wonderland, she fought the dragon. And then in in um, what's call? What's the other one? The Yellow Brick Road, right? Uh, the, the, she fought the dragon, but the dragon was was the the Wizard of Oz. She fought the Wizard of Oz and unmasked that he was just this little tiny diminished man. All of them did. In the end, you find that the wicked wish of the of the West, she diminished it into nothing and died. Uh, because she got wet. And then the, the queen with the big head, she diminished because she lost. Uh, and then she fought the dragon and killed the dragon. So even these story rhymes for kids were the same story of the legend of the of the person who became the hero, the savior person, uh, and their trials uh, to get there, the beatitudes of Jesus from the time he started and it was attacked along the way until his crucifixion, sacrifice and his crucifixion for all of us. And he went to hell so that he could arise to heaven. And what's happening to us is that. We are now that macrocosm to the microcosm. That's the big choice that we have to make. Through the looking glass. Eee, good one too, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the Book of Kells. Yeah, and that, that's the, the huge one, right? The Book of Kells. Look that up. <laughs> right? Uh, that's beautiful, beautiful. Oh, my God. I, I spend hours looking at uh, every video I can get on that because it's so beautiful. Yeah, call, yeah, the, the comments are behind. That that happens. It's just lag, right? So you're when you comment, so I noticed that with my brother when he made a comment. It's about two minutes behind what I said. So that's why I have to remember what you're what I was saying then to catch the reference. And that's why I keep saying what she was referring to, what Peter was referring to, is because I get it, it's about two minutes behind for whatever reason. Um so 
what we're going through here is that it is what you Christians call the rapture. It is, it is that it is the end times, but it's not that it's, see that you have to remember that they also corrupted those books to make it seem like you're all going to die, man. Remember that guy from poltergeist? Everyone's going to die. They're trying They're That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to scare us. They changed the, the religions to try and scare us into running away from the light. And then you have people pre- you know, preaching that it's a trap. It's all a trap. And we're in a prison run from the light. That's, that's just not true. We're, we're, we're in a prison, but it was a prison of our own device. We built it. Do you understand that? We did this. We came here and got stuck on purpose. And now people don't understand why we're pretending to be asleep. Well, we're pretending to be asleep because we're telling ourselves we're asleep because we're agreeing that we're in this prison when we're not. All you have to do is not play. Do you understand? All you have to do is just say, well, no. Why is that? Because you have the power of creation because you are the creator. That's as simple as that. It sounds really crazy, but the choice that you have to make is, do I want to stay in this place of death? This is hell. Do you understand that? Hell and heaven are on earth. It's a state of mind. What you see playing out in the news media is their version of of heaven. It's hell. It's this reality, and it's holding us here because we're allowing it to by buying into it and believing this is real. The more you do that, the more you're stuck here in the matrix and you think you're eating a steak because your mind tells you that it tastes good and that it tastes like steak. But you're just eating a piece of of flesh that has no flavor to it because it was created here. And they can't create. They can only destroy. So what they're doing is they have to have the hologram that gives you the the, uh, thought process that you're still in the other hologram. Right. But you can't see that one. So you can't escape. So you're stuck here going in circles all the time. And they convince you of that over and over and over. Right. Well, that's what they want you to do. Do you understand? But the catch 22 is every time somebody goes to where they can ascend, they decide to come back, not because they're convinced by someone who's telling them they're on a mission. Right. That's that's all that misinformation, disinformation stuff that's trying to screw with your head so you don't even believe the truth. They've done that with everything on the internet. They've gotten you used to that secondhand talk, that that everything, doesn't matter what you say. If you say up, they say down. It's no, it's down. It's not up. You're saying it's up. It's really down. You're, you're backwards. You don't, that's the gaslighting. So when you say go to the light, they go, don't go to the light, man. That's the trap. That's Why would they allow you to know that? If that was a trap, they wouldn't let anyone tell you that. But yet they're letting everybody tell you that. Why? Either they can't stop it or they can. Do you understand that? So the choices that we have, the choice that you all have, is which reality are you going to buy into? Are you going to buy into the fact that there is a creation up there and that I'm a part of that creation and that I don't belong stuck here on this place? And I, I know what I need to do is wake the fuck up and see the reality for what it is. When you look at those parables, it was just that, especially the Wizard of Oz and especially uh, uh, what's her name? Um, I just said Alice in Wonderland. Because when they wake up in the dream, they realize how silly everything seems to them. It doesn't seem real. It seems cartoonish. And they're going, where am I? And everyone's like, you're in Oz. You're in this place. 
no, this isn't real and I need to get back home. Instinctively, she knows that. She's aware of that. And then she has people, her friends around her, which are aspects of her psyche. Right? And if you look at the different aspects of psyche in just those two movies alone and change the names of the characters, you see how they become the other character. Do you understand? So you look at the at, at the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. Who is the Mad Hatter? Who The Mad Hatter doesn't have a brain, right? His brain is scrambled. So who's that? That's the Scarecrow from the other movie. Do you understand? Then you have the, the rabbit. Who's late? Late. Very, for a very important date. I'm late. I'm late. Who was that in the in the other story? Right. The rabbit's not on time. The rabbit's always scared. The rabbit doesn't have what? Rabbit doesn't have any courage. The cowardly lion. Do you understand that? All of those are aspects of the individual. Each girl, their personality. It's that's her doing the dark work, the shadow work on her journey. It's like Jesus in the Beatitudes doing the shadow work on his journey. It's like Thor when he was on his journey and he had to he had to go and fight Beowulf and do all these things, right? Or not fight Beowulf. I'm sorry. He had to go. He had to go and fight the uh, uh, the the uh, 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 different uh, different characters. He fought. He went in and he and he fought with the with the. Uh, um, people under the ground under the mountain and then he went and he had to fight with the the ghost giants or the the frost giants and you can see that each of those characters represents some part of his psyche as well from that pantheon you have to understand that it's it's directly related to the source so the source uh, and and the characters outside that he had to fight loki loki was his brother that was evil that was the evil in him do you understand then he had to fight the dragon of course right the serpent and the dragon of the north sea and so that was the same with Marduk fighting Tiamat, the dragon. Do you understand? And then even if you look at the cartoons like Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon, they had Tiamat, the dragon in there that that the that their nemesis had to fight all the time. The only thing their nemesis was afraid of was Tiamat, the dragon. And they were able to, all of them were each character. Do you understand? If you watch all the characters that were in there, they, each one of those characters were the same characters as the people around the Savior character in these scrolls from these religions. And they were telling the same story. And the story is of the war of going after these people that are evil that are trying to take over. Okay. And what I know is that these people had control of 22 solar systems in this general area. And out of those 22, currently, as of a week ago, all of the, the solar systems were freed except for the last three. And this is one of them. Do you understand? And it's probably going to be the last one to be freed, only because that's our luck, because I think it started here. reason I say that is the Andromedans, uh, 8,000 years in the future, nefariousness, evil, showed up in their neck of the woods, and they traced it back. And that's what brought them to Earth. Okay? So they so that means that it started here. This is zero point. We're patient zero. We let them in here and they spread out from here and started heading towards the center. So <laughs> thank you, Marcus says. Marcus says Leo says it plain. Thank you, Marcus, uh, for that. Welcome by my brother. So what has happened here is that everybody did get stuck, right? It was prior to this lifetime. However, uh, the sacrifice has already happened. The ship has already sailed. They have run from here, and this is the mop-up. 
Okay. What's happening, whether you like it or not, right? Whether you personally like this or not, what's happening is that this whole entire planet, the species of humans that are here and the souls in these bodies have been stuck in this 3D reality so long that this planet is not supposed to support three-dimensional life anymore. But we're, because we're the creator, we are holding it in place and making it do so. Because the bad guys have usurped the, the matrix and the devil was let loose on the planet to run for a certain time. That time is over now. And the devil is relocked up. And the devil is run. But they left a small contingent behind to blow the fucking place up. Kill them all. They've tried to do it before many times. Every time we do this, they try to blow us all into smithereens and reset. And that's what they're trying to do. This is their last ditch effort. And if they can get a global war going, they will do it so they can murder as many people on this planet as they can possibly murder and hope they take a bunch of me with them. Anyone who knows this knowledge. Because as soon as I'm gone and I recycle, no one's here to tell you this stuff anymore. And all the other people that are just like me. The problem is that there's too many of us that got here. And we came in hiding for a long time. And they were seeking us out, trying to corrupt us and to keep us from waking up. But too many of us came, right? They write it in songs. Okay? Too many of us came. So now they're running for the hills. And the choice that you guys have to make, because it's going to happen to you whether you like it or not, is break free with the rest of us. And when that happens, the energy is already building. You're all feeling it. This is the darkest just before the dawn. The energy is building to a point. And what's going to happen is we're about to, as a hive mind species, as an entire population, we're going to pop from the third dimension, the third density, up through, up to, including, and through the fourth, and up to, including the fifth. We're going to be in those two ranges, and maybe some of us are going to make it all the way to the sixth, but I'm not sure about that. I do know that the fourth, the fifth, and the eighth dimension is supported on this planet currently, okay? And it's still called Earth. We look a little bit different, but it's not going to matter because we're just going to be there. And all of a sudden, everything's going to change. And we're going to then we're going to go, oh, yeah, I remember this place because all of the history of this hologram will go away and your memory will go back to the Earth where it was. And all the, the places in between from that to this consciousness will be reset in an instant. And so you'll go, what was all that? That was crazy. Oh, man, I feel good. And you'll remember what happened. And now you're looking around and you'll go, oh, okay. And you won't be afraid. You're not going to be scared. Who am I? Where am I? What do I do? I'm lost now. Oh, my God. I, I don't know anything. I don't have a place to stay. I don't have a place to live. How am I going to eat? None of that's going to happen. None of that's going to happen because it already did. Okay? So when this, when this matrix goes away, everything goes back to the natural, normal progression so you're going to be in the place where you're supposed to be with the people you're supposed to be with the community you're supposed to be and knowing all the people will probably all still know each other. Okay. And we'll probably all still communicate with each other, but it'll be differently than using AI because it'll be more natural and cerebral. We'll be talking in the net, which was starting in the eighties and they closed off. The kids were coming through and they were able to talk to each other psychically. That's why so many kids all of a sudden have got autism because they put shit in the shots for the kids to inoculate them to give them autism. That was found out and sued in court around the world. And that's why that stopped. 
and then we only have a, a, not as many people that are autistic. Some are still coming through. But when you consider the autism rate in America alone was like one in, in, in 150,000 kids, and it went down to one in eight and stayed that way for a few years until someone figured it out. I have a nephew that's autistic, and he's brilliant because of it. He's a freaking genius. Right. Because, you know, he was a savant. So the, the, the mathematical part of him, I just talked to somebody who was talking about that as well yesterday. I think it was. OK, so what we need to choose here is either that doom and gloom. And I've been talking this since I was in my 20s. This is no joke. Back in the day, the Wiccans were ahead of it. The pagans were ahead of it. The Druids were ahead of it. They were they were using this ancient knowledge and talking about all these people that are saying that the world is going to come to an end. There's going to be a doomsday and all of that. That's the reality they're going to be in that's going to happen. And those of us who say no, that's not the reality. We are already aware of the Hopi, uh, uh, Hopi rock legend and what the Aborigines legends are telling about, which is this, what is happening now. The choice that you have to make is happening now. So you have to shit or get off the pot because let me tell you what the consequences are. If you choose, if you say, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not going to choose anything. I don't even know what I want to do. I'm afraid I don't want to die. Blah, blah, blah. I just want it to be fine and be like it was before and everything uh, normal and I'm scared and so I'm just going to stay here. Okay, here's what's going to happen. You, you will stay here. You will not rise with the rest of us and you'll be stuck in this, in this matrix, which is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller until it eventually winks out of existence and you're forced to move anyways. If you're not ready to move up because you're brand new, don't be afraid because what will happen is you'll get stuck in the in the world war and you'll die uh, or you'll grow in, in this you know life. and You'll die. And when you do, you'll be re reborn, not on this planet, but in the next nearest planet that is uh, sustains third dimensional life. And whatever it is that, the, you, you know, it might be human. It could be uh, reptilian. It could be anything. It could be blue avian, whatever it is. Uh, it'll be. Uh, something that it lives kind of like we do, you know, corporally. Uh, and you won't notice the difference because you'll be mind wiped again in that little matrix. And then you'll have to go through everything that you're going through here anyways. It's just you won't be fighting against the false matrix in that place unless that place happens to be under the control of these crusaders as well. So you won't notice the difference. You'll just you'll just be born somewhere else and you'll be teaching, learning, and you'll think that's the way that it's always been uh, and that you were always there. So you won't even notice that there was anything that happened to you here, okay? If you're evil, the same thing's going to happen. You're either going to move up in the evil side, and that's why they're doing these hideously evil things to the planet, because they want to rise up not on a good planet, but in the evil side, because that's what they're, what they're doing. They're evil, and they're trying to become the most evil they can be, because each one has aspirations to be the top devil, dog, evil. So... But they don't they don't want to admit to themselves that they can't go past the the sixth dimension halfway through that. They won't admit that to themselves until they get there and they keep trying to push and it doesn't work. That's why they've been trying to do what they're doing and take over the lower realms, because this is when you're at your most vulnerable when you're here in this state of flux, of flux where you're trying to heal your soul, figure your own shit out and then, uh, you know, rise and, 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 and escape from this easily escapable prison. So they came and that's when they changed the narrative is when you're asleep so that you don't know that the narrative was changed on you. And they hope that you never wake up and figure that out. But eventually, because they don't exist, they will cease to exist. And that's why they're what their purpose was, was the communion that, that you get from Whitley Strieber. They don't have a soul and they're trying to figure out how they can duplicate the soul and manufacture it and implant it. And, and even if it's artificial, they can make an artificial one to compete with the one that's here. Because if they can manage that, 
or get the, you know, turn us into Borg. So hopefully their machine enhancements on us will keep the soul so they can still propagate the machine part and eventually figure out how to get rid of the human part altogether and keep the soul. And then they'll move forward. That's what all the stories are telling you. The Matrix, all the all the stories are trying to tell you that that's what's happening. And then we, Louis the Streamer wrote about it in his book when he asked them, where are you here? And they said communion. And they gave him the thought process of we have the spark that they don't understand. We have the creation. They don't understand it because they don't love themselves. They don't love the universe. They don't love everyone in it. And they don't believe in any kind of uh, creator to love. Therefore, they'll never feel it because it is the creator. Love is the creator. And we are the creator because we were designed by the creator to be a smaller version of the creator so that this could not happen, so that they could not take over. They could not do what they're trying to do. This was foreseen before it was even happened. Why? The creator invented evil. <laughs> do you understand that? Evil was not uh, created by itself. In, a, in opposition to good, it was created by the God of the universe. The creation, the dual aspect of the male-female energy as one, created evil. Do you think it was going to create something that could possibly take itself over? No, but it's a good simulation because it works for what it needs to do. And that is this. So it is doing whatever it can to keep you in its place because it was designed to do that as long as it could. And then it duplicated itself because we created it in this AI. And God said, well, let's see how that goes. Let's run down that, that road and see how that goes. Oh, but by the way, okay, all that is alive, can, it cannot be threatened. And all that is fake does not exist. So they don't exist. It doesn't exist only in our minds. That's why the Andromedans are saying, you're, you're pretending to be asleep. Why? Because it's in, we got it in our heads that we're stuck here. Because we told ourselves we were stuck. It's a game that we played because we were bored and we wanted something to do. So we got ourselves stuck for fun. And then we convinced ourselves that we didn't know that we got ourselves stuck. And then we took that memory away from ourselves. That's what happened. Okay, so all you have to do is realize I am part of the entire creation. I have the same ability on a small scale. And then if all of us here on this planet think the same thing, we have the ability collectively to literally change the, the face of this earth overnight. And it's going to happen because there's enough of us now. We're reaching that seminal point, the point of no return. So even if you want to deny it forever and go, no, 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 bad thing. Think, think negative, bad thing, bad thing. The population of the planet in 1981 was 2.5, 2.7 billion people. The population today is 7.7 .7 billion people, almost 8 billion people. How many of those people do you think are positive beings that came here to get the people here that were here unstuck? That's right, boys and girls, almost, oh, well, more than half. But not, not all of them are awake yet. But you're waking up exponentially faster and faster and faster every day. And all of this energy that's being played out with all of these super moons. When was the last time we didn't have a super moon? It's been almost three years. Yeah, it has been over, over three years. We've had a super moon every month. Okay. And it's coming to the end. When's the end of this cycle? The cycle that we created here, all the Aborigines worldwide, is ending. This is the third year. So by the winter solstice, 
when we turn fiscally from, 90, from, from 2022 to 2023 is the end of the third year cycle that they have been doing rituals on every single uh, solstice and half solstice. Those are, the, those are the chakra points of the cycle of the year. Do you understand? There's 13 moons. There used to be 13 months. We changed that to 12, but there's still 13 moons every 28 days. That's the cycle of a woman's uh, woman's menstruation cycle. is a 28-day cycle, completely in tuned with this planet and the and the the spiral of the planet. Do you understand that? Jesus was the 13th or the one with 12 apostles. Beowulf, the story of Beowulf, as written by Michael Crichton, was was the 13th warrior. The 13th warrior was not. A, a north man but he was the witness he was what seemingly was the weakest of all of them the lamb and he became the hero character how is that if you saw that movie he went with beowulf to fight off grendel and then the whole army was attacking and those 13 men defended the king of, of, of geatland right because that was originally where, uh, uh, no, he wasn't a Geet. He was the, he was a Norse because Beowulf was a Geet. So Beowulf came from Denmark to save the, the king of Norway. Okay. And they were fighting against the, the Vendo, Grendel, which means grinder. And he, they all were in their pantheon. The Vendo was mystical and they were magical and they would disappear in the mist. That's what they called the fog. We call it fog. They call it the mist. They would disappear into the mist, and they were magical. And when they first attacked Ahmed, Ahmed ibn Fahalan, ibn Alabas, ibn al-Rashid, he was afraid of them because of the stories. And he saw how much fear was in their eyes when they were referred to, and they wouldn't even say the name. They were so scared. So the first night when he fought against them, he was attacking them, and he realized they're alive. It's just a man. And then he he had courage. Wait, it's just a man. They're just men. And he's yelling to the other Vikings, they're just men. Fight them. And from that point on, his courageousness, he fought like a true Viking warrior, like a berserk. And all the Vikings rallied and went, what? And he was following Beowulf's lead. He looked at Beowulf as a king. And so he followed Beowulf, and Beowulf saw that he was that way. He didn't understand the culture, but Beowulf saw that he got that. So the men's the, they, the whole army fought better when he realized they were just men. And then he would every time they referenced him, he'd go, they're just men. They're just, it's just a man. And so he kept telling them, it's just a man. It's just a man. It's just a man. And eventually they defeated them all. He became the hero character. Do you understand? It was him being an outsider that didn't believe in their pantheon. And that gave him the courage to do that. And so the cowardly lion was him at the time. That was his part of his psyche. He didn't have the courage to be a warrior because he'd never fought. Once he got into combat and he realized that this thing he thought was a, a magical creature and he, he found the courage to fight one, he killed one and then realized they were just men. And then he was like, what? This is just, they're just men. Let's get them. And that rallied the troops. So he became the savior in that storyline. Do you understand? So it's that that story is the same the same creation story as all the other ones. The thirteen apostles. That's right. That's the last thing. I'm just seeing it now. It's probably been sitting there for five minutes. <laughs> right? It's been sitting there for three. So I'm just seeing it. So it's probably been there the whole time. I just happened to look down and said that. Yeah. So the the twelve apostles and Jesus was the thirteenth apostle. Do you understand? Or the one. 
So that's exactly the same story. So anytime you have those numbers, the 12, 13, you get the 3, the 6, the 9, the 12, the 13, the 3, 6, 9, 8, 8 and 9, because 8 is the infinity symbol, but it's not part of the 3, 6, 9 equation, but it is the, the perfect uh, equation. That's why someone said there should be a different equation between 8 and 9, because 8 is infinity, but 9 is the, is the hex boson. It's the God particle. It's the God energy. Three plus three equals six. Six plus three equals nine. Then nine plus three equals twelve. And twelve is is the God energy that is the creation energy. So then when you go to use that, you become the one. One plus two, right? Or two minus one is one, or the thirteenth. You become the thirteenth apostle, which is the center, which is the one, the controlling of the clock face, the Vitruvian man. And where is the Vitruvian man in reference to the circle? He's dead center of the circle. What is dead center in the circle? His heart chakra is the center. If you take the, the pagan star, the, the five-pointed star, and you look at the center, the center is the shape of what? The head of a jewel. <laughs> right? It's the shape of a head of a jewel. It's a hexagon, right? That's the head of a jewel, and the head of the jewel is the chakra. Our chakras are always represented as light or energy or, or congealed to what? Crystalline, a jewel. Do you understand? So we don't create with our head. Our head is the three energy. That's the thinking. That's our intention. But through our heart. So three plus three equals six. So my intention with my love calling to all of nature and time space, three plus three equals six. And six is the creation. And now I take all of that together and then I put more intention in it. So that's three plus six. That becomes nine. That becomes the God energy, the creation. Now that creation is, is from my heart. So now when I put my intention into the creation from my heart to create, that's where you see the palm of the hand that's always in space with either a globe here or a crystal ball here or something in the hand that is magical that's happening. Do you understand? That is the 12. That is you, the hand of God, with the creation. And you're looking at it, and your intentions are creating. Do you understand? You become the creator. You become the love. You become the God, the creation. And you have that ability. All of us do. So what we need to do is rise our vibration to that place where we understand that, and that's breaking the conditioning of this place. And that's right at the edge where you're trying to push through. And we've been trying to push through so hard, so hard. And there's so much pushback from this other matrix and these evil people trying to hold us down. And the problem is they're bending around our head and our head is going up anyways. And they're going, no, stop them, stop them, stop them. And what's about to happen is that this level this plane is about to burst open and the energy, the kinetic energy of all of us that's in here pushing up. Every time you hit a plateau, you're about to move to the next level, but it's the hardest pushback when you're losing weight, you're trying to lose weight, you hit a plateau, you could sit there for a month, six months, and then all of a sudden you drop a bunch of weight. You're lifting weights and you get to a certain place and you can't lift anymore. Every day you're trying and you're trying and you're going, how come I can't get stronger? This keeps going. And then all of a sudden, one day you go, oh man, I just did twice what I normally would do. You burst through that bubble 
and your inertia, your energy carries you up higher up. And then that carries you back to the place where you should have been had you not had the resistance at the edge of that level. So we have been held down so long and we're pushing up so hard that when this breaks, which is about to happen, because all of us are getting to the point where all of us are pushing together now. And as soon as that happens, we get everybody to do it. We're going to pop through and how far we go up is going to be determined each one of us individually by how much you have been putting into pushing this up. Okay. And, and that doesn't mean that, well, I've been doing it longer, so I'm going to go higher. That has nothing to do with it. I could be pushing with all my might, but not doing it properly for 100,000 years. And you could have woke up today and, and love the universe so much and yourself so much that more of you is being sacrificed in this energy. You're going to go to a higher place when we pop through. Do you understand? But no one's going to get left behind. The ones who are going to get left behind, it's not going to be like the left behind series where planes are going to crash out of the sky because the pilot disappeared or cars going to crash off the road because the body disappeared that was driving it. It's not going to be like that. Everything's going to change instantaneously for all of us. And you're either going to be recycled and born somewhere else, <laughs> right? Or you're going to rise up as evil and you're going to go to an evil place or you're going to rise up as good and you're going to go to the good place, the next level of our development. Do you understand? Or not. You know, or you're going to stay in this place and you're going to buy into the AI and hold the AI here for as long as the AI can hold you, hoping it's going to figure it out before it actually diminishes to the point where it winks out of existence because it never existed to begin with. And then you'll recycle from there and you won't have any memory of this because you'll get mind wiped and you'll go to a different place that is not under control of these people. So you won't have to worry about that, but you won't know any about it because you won't remember it until you again get to that place where you uh, are about to graduate from the place that you're at and those memories might start coming back at that point but but then you won't be afraid of it and you go oh yeah we were stuck for a while there weren't we glad that's over Woo. Right. <laughs> right right and so you know you have to understand that what's happening now is is their ego i'm trying to scan the the, the what you guys are saying too Right. So, you know, I, Julie, you don't have to be bummed. Right. What are you bummed about? It was probably because you were talking to somebody else, huh? <laughs> oh, because Julie popped in and missed a chunk of what was going on. Right. So. Oh, OK. So Julie's like, I totally screwed up and didn't get here. <laughs> Omar, what's up, my brother? Welcome. Welcome, 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 my friend. So. So what's happening is supposed to happen. You guys need to understand that. And, and, and everything on the physical level doesn't need to be the way it is, but it's being that way by their choice because of their hatred, because of their fear. They have to try and drive that into you as much as they can, because that's the only way to keep you stuck here now is through. It's always been that way, but you're able to see it now. Whereas most people 20 years ago, a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago had no clue this was happening to them. Yeah, yeah, Julie, you are. You're gonna have to go back and 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 get from the beginning, right? And 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 to get where we are now. Uh, popping in right now, you'd be like, "What is Leo referring to here?" Right? <laughs> so you'll have to you'll have to go back and and start it over when when we're done and catch up to to where we're at. So the events that are happening, and Omar, who just popped in and said hi, Omar has been a part of this as well. He's been a great part of this. He's putting on 
uh, this big entire huge event uh, for the solstices coming up. And this is the end of the cycle that I was telling you about, uh, a three-year cycle. And all of the solstices, all of the full moons, all of the new moons, all of the half cycles, there's been people around the world that are constantly doing ceremonies, raising the vibration of this planet. And according to all the aboriginals worldwide, that this is the third year, the final year that we are raising this 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 uh, energy. We are all pushing for this, you know, this whatever you want to call it, this breakthrough, this this uplift to get out of this place uh, that we're stuck in, uh, that it's going to happen. We're trying to push it through this year because the ceremonies are going to end on the third cycle, the third uh, year, that totality is the winter solstice or the summer solstice if you're in the southern hemisphere or the winter solstice if you're in the United States or the northern hemisphere of this year. So in December, that's going to be the closing of the cycle. That's going to be a a concerted three-year effort global project that has been going on behind the scenes that some of you might know about because you might have seen them. And some of you, uh, uh, you know, uh, might have heard about it on the Internet or whatever. And Omar's got one that he's putting together. Right. He's, you know, put it up on the screen and read it to you. He said, thanks for the shout out. Uh, if you have a link to that, brother, uh, put that up in, in the chat for me, would you? Because I, I would really you guys need to understand what's what this the weight of what is happening, what we're all doing. So he says, thanks for the shout out, brother. I just confirmed my 120th speaker for the Equinox Conference. And I remember when he first started, he said 111. Now he's telling 120 speakers. That is, Omar, that is just my God, brother. I could never do a show that big. I wouldn't even want to attempt to try and run something that large. I, I, I wouldn't physically be able to, to. I hope you have a lot of people that are helping you because that's going to be, how many days is that, bro? Is that like two weeks? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, how 120 speakers, are they talking for five seconds a piece? No, they're not. I know that, right? So I don't know how many days it is, but get a link, bro, and put it in the chat, please. Uh, you guys need to to take a look at that, uh, what's going on. I'm, I'm going to be part of a smaller one. I, hopefully, I'm still speaking on his because I said that I would, and he said, okay, I just haven't gotten anything uh, from him on that because he's putting this all together still. And there is the... the uh, uh, the uh, it's in the chat. So if you guys are listening on the MP3 uh, uh, thing, I'll have to grab that and put it in the description along with the one that that I'm also going to be on on the actual solstice on the day. I'll be speaking at some point during that day on that one. And I'm not sure what day I'm speaking for Omar because I haven't heard the or time because I haven't gotten anything from him. And I'm sure 120 people he's trying to juggle. He's trying to put together a schedule now. <laughs> Yeah, see, he just started the schedule today. So he just scheduled today, he said. So um, so his is 11 days. It starts the 12th of March and runs through the 22nd. I'm going to be uh, speaking at one on the 19th of March as well. And I'll put a link to that up in the description and in the chat uh, as well. Um, so his is going to be 11 days. My God, brother, that's insane. Um, I'm speaking uh, on the Grandmother Astera Day. Oh, okay, okay. I'll just have to see what I'll just put it. Shoot me a schedule in the chat or whatever, brother. Or not in this one, but you know, private, uh, or or in the one where you're sending it to everybody that you have uh, on the thing. So twelve hours a day, my God, bro. <laughs> right? Oh, see your birthday, your birthday, three twenty-two eighty-four. Right? That actually breaks down to uh, the eighty-four breaks down to a twenty-two as well. Are you aware of that? Right? If you do your life number, I think you then that means with the three, I'm not sure of. But um, your your life number is one of those like mine. My life number turns into a twenty-two. 
um, which I hear is like one of the most rarest of them. Uh, and yours is looking, I don't know how to do it exactly, but I don't know if you've ever done that, but um, yeah. Okay. And Julie said my youngest son's birthday is the fourth. So I don't know if you guys know what your life numbers are. I didn't know how to calculate that. And someone asked me, the Oracle asked me about five years ago. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> right. You know, so you're 1122, right? <laughs> so, so you're, you break down to 2222 as well, or down to two, two or down to two. So that's the same thing. Yeah, that's see, I'm I'm 91067. I don't know how all that works, but when she did the numbers, she said, Oh my god, you're a 22. I'm like, what is that? And she's like, that's a rare number. That's like a high holy number or something. She's like, You're a prophet. And I'm like, well, I already knew that. All of us are. We're all prophets. It's just a matter if we want to prophesize, right? Because we all have that ability within us. I came here to do that. It doesn't mean that I'm a prophet that's gonna go down in history. They're not gonna remember my name. <laughs> Omar too, right? We're not gonna have our names. Thank you, brother. We're not gonna have our names remembered, but afterwards, after all this is over, we might be rock stars. All of us will because of what we've done here. So when we pop through, we're gonna be legends to the universe for what we've done. They're not gonna look at us and tell us we're stupid. They're gonna look at us and go, well, what? Oh my God, you guys are crazy, man. That was some crazy stuff you just did, right? Well, see, and that, I don't know what the, I don't know how to calculate that stuff, Tony, but Tony said, I believe my life path number is one, which signifies leadership, et cetera, but I haven't started yet. Right. And that's when, when you're ready, you do that stuff. Right. Yeah. We don't negotiate with darkness. Right. That's good. Omar. Right. So. <laughs> so Alyssa says, are you crazy? She says, I love you guys. She says, I disappear. I'm gone. When I come back, you guys are still there. <laughs> Omar, Omar and Peter. So just, uh, what you say? Omar, Peter, just so many in my web. Yeah. Right. So I, I mean, that just happens, right? Okay. Well, thanks for popping in Omar. Cause you got to get a commercial in. I'm glad you did. That was good because people need to know about that. You guys need to click on that link, take a look at the stuff that he's got being put on over there. And uh, Omar, I'll talk to you later. So, uh, so like, like he said, we don't, we don't negotiate. So we're not negotiating with darkness. And what, what you guys need to understand is that this is happening. It is for real. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. He said, Omar said, nice seeing you. Hopefully you'll 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 be here when I'm gone or when I'm done, when we're done. Yeah. Right. And that's no joke. I love you, brother. Uh and and uh, I believe that we will. I'm sure that on the other when we get through all of this, uh, all of us that have worked together to make that happen, I'm sure we're gonna be able to have a few beers together. You know what I'm saying? Uh I don't think that the universe would be that cruel and we pop off over there and go, Where are all those people that that I helped and that helped me? I wanted to go, yay! I'm sure it'll happen, brother. <laughs> when all this is over, I'm sure we're all still going to be friends on the other side uh, and, and have and get drunk like a, some monkeys and run around playing like dogs, you know, like baby pups with you know no care in the world, <laughs> chasing and laughing at each other, right? So, <laughs> so we'll see what happens there, right? So, Julie, your life number is number one. Okay. See, mine is a 22, and then that breaks down to it breaks down to an 11 which breaks down to a one. So everything on a, on a, on a, if you really pay attention, almost everything breaks down to a one and that's the purpose of it. Do you understand that is, 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 is actually spinning that down to the one because now you're spiraling down to the one you're becoming the one. Right. So that's why with the numbers, I was like, what does that mean? Well, they, you're supposed to, you know, get it to go down to a smallest uh, uh, digit. Well, it always turns into be one. Everything ends up being one. If you, if you, if you, do it that much uh, it always does 
and then it goes to zero, but zero is the zero point. So the zero is the becoming. So you need to understand that one's not the beginning and one's not the end. The alpha and the omega are the same. The beginning and the end is the same. It's the one. So that's so that's where that's where we're getting to is the understanding. Um, we have we have been the twelve apostles. Our job is to become the one. Do you understand? Our job is to to take this vessel. Okay, so we built this house and we're we're trying to make it a home. Well, how do we do that? A home has to have love in it. Home has to have your friends and family in it, right? So the universe was created for us by the one, and there was no one in it. So the universe created us in it. So now our job is to make this place a home for the one. Do you understand? We got here. We're here before the one. We're supposed to be making the house a home. And then we raise that house up to the one. The one is waiting for us halfway. The one has come down halfway. The one built this place. Just by building this place brought the halfway because there is a place now. So our job is to raise this place up to the one. And that's me, you, and everybody together raising the place up, making it that home. Do you understand? Yeah, we have earned Valhalla on the third level. That's correct. We have all access. This is Celeste saying, and I'm going to read this to you and put it up on the screen. We have all access to these gifts, right? You have to be brave enough to unwrap your gifts. That's beautifully said, Celeste. I love when you're around. You put things so eloquently and you make them so simple. I'll say something for an hour and you'll go. And you said the same thing that I took me an hour trying to convey. And you're like, blah, 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 blah. That is what he meant. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. So, so that's the truth of it right there in a nutshell. She just summed that entire thing up. You just have to have the courage. And that's how, what, the cowardly lion, no brain, right? What else was there? The little dog, right? What else? The tin man, tin man. What, would it, what did he, was he looking for? He was looking for a heart. Right. So you think about that. She was lacking in all of those things. We are lacking in all of those things. Our brain isn't there. It's being controlled by the matrix, our ego. So we don't have a brain. The brain is, is usurped. We don't have a heart because we've run away from the creation because the devil pulled us away from creation. The ego pulled us away from creation. We don't have any courage because we don't have a heart and our brain's not thinking. So without a heart, you can't have courage. And without a mind, to think that you have courage or to understand you have courage, you have no courage. So those are the aspects that I was referring to. And the same thing, if you look at these other little nursery rhymes like Alice in Wonderland. Okay, what are the characters that helped her? You had the rabbit who had no courage. You had the, the mad hatter who was mad. He was crazy. He had no brain. It wasn't working right. You had the Cheshire cat who kept disappearing all the time, hiding. Why? No courage. Okay, no love. Who the queen? She had no love. She hated everyone. Do you understand? And that was that was her journey. She needed to go to collectively convince those people that they had a thing. And that's what Dorothy did. That's what Odin did. That's what Thor did. That's what Marduk did. That's what Jesus did. That's what David did. It's what Mohammed did. They all became that savior character. That 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 hero character. Heracles. Achilles, Agamemnon, 
although he was evil, but he played the same part on the evil side. So all of the stories throughout time are all the same story that we're living. We need to become like the God, the, the true God, the male-female, androgynous creation of the universe. And for us to do that, we have to embrace that. We don't have to. We don't have to become. You know. Uh, uh, you know. If you're a man, uh, that means I have to become feminine. Uh, no. No. Relax. Don't overcompensate. Don't be afraid of your sexuality. Relax. It's not in. It's not being threatened. <laughs> okay. It's not being threatened. Not in that way. You were born in a in a male body, and if you are, if you also uh, believe that you're a male uh, soul in that body, then you're then you're masculine. Some people were born in a body that they don't that they don't agree with. Their soul wants to be feminine in this life and they're in a male body or their their soul wants to be feminine in this life and they're or, or male in this life and they're in a female body. OK, that happens. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. And then some people who are uh, a masculine and a male and feminine and a female have chosen that, but still have that ability. Like Norma, she is a female feminine goddess, but she has she has a lot of masculine qualities. That doesn't mean that she likes women, although she might. Right. I know that she's married to Aaron, so she, in fact, likes men. <laughs> right. But I've never asked her, are you bi? <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people don't want to talk about that kind of thing and they get afraid of it. Those of us who aren't afraid of it don't care who knows. I'm not worried about that. It's not a secret. My whole family knows that. I'm bi. I like men and I like women. I don't like men. They're dicks, but I like dick. <laughs> Sorry. Might lose some of you and have you get pissed off at me, but I'm open with it. And I always have been. So, well, no, I haven't. Uh, but in the last you know seven, eight years, I have been open with it. Prior to that, I just didn't tell anybody. You know, so I was in the closet in the, in the, in the sense, partly, right? So not fearing that aspect and that, in, in fact, the only reason why there's fear there is because that doubt and that overcompensation is an egoic thing because it doesn't want you to um, actually understand the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine. It wants you to only understand half of it and not balance your energies properly. Do you understand? Doesn't mean that if you if you're getting in touch with your feminine side, those of you men who are afraid of of becoming gay, doesn't mean you're going to become bi or gay by doing so. Okay, and that's where that's just like what what Celeste was saying that you have to be courageous enough to unlock the tools. It doesn't mean it's going to change who you are to something you don't want to become. You're going to become your true self, who you are was set down by yourself to become. So right now you think someone is in control or will be in control of what you do that's external. No, what's happening to you right now is that someone external is in control of what you do and think already. Okay. So I'm not leading you to ruin. I'm leading you to open the tools because you're, you're not going to do it unless you're ready to. And that's why I, I said that it was so elegant, elegantly put by Celeste because, because she knows just like I know that I can, I can tell you anything, but you don't have to believe it. You don't have to. So if I go here, here's some tools. You're going to need this later. You can take them and throw them in the back seat and never look at them again. But at some point you're going to go, wait a minute. Remember those, those things he tried to give me? Are they still around here? I think that those are the things that's now that he was saying I needed that. Do you remember what I did with that? I put it in the desk when we moved. And did I bring it to the, I thought, I, I'm sure I brought it. And then you go find it and you go, look at that. Yeah, this the whole time just sitting here. Holy crap. That crazy guy from 10 years ago was right. Good thing I didn't throw this away. See, so you have to have the courage to open the tools that you have already that you've given yourself. Not me. I'm not giving you anything. 
All I'm doing is showing you the tools that I had, that you have, that we all have. And someone was showing them to me my whole life. <laughs> okay. And at some point I started going, fine, then let me see what that is. Let me see. Well, let me, I'm just going to look. All right. You shut up. Quit bothering me. I'm going to look. And then when you look, it's like in Pulp Fiction when they opened up that briefcase. If you guys ever saw that, and the big glowing gold glow comes out of it, and they go, oh, is that um?" And they go, yeah. And you go, oh, okay. And they close it. That was brilliantly put there by Quentin Tarantino, and they never told anybody what was in that briefcase. But whatever it was, every time someone looked at it, they looked at it as if it was the Ark of the Covenant or God himself. Okay, and it blew their mind every time they couldn't speak and they couldn't even say the name of what was there. Beautiful. <laughs> right? Celeste said, I'm extremely masculine. I know I've talked to you in person. I mean, not in person, person, but we've hung out, right? When we were drinking, <laughs> right? With your husband. <laughs> she says, I'm extremely masculine uh, that, I, that I, I chase many life partners away, right? Yeah, because some people can't handle uh, uh, people if they're not, if they're not, they're not in the status quo. If you're not in the status quo, some people just can't handle that because they are stuck in the matrix inside the matrix, right? So, but they're, but they're not meant to be in control of me. I, I was always meant to be in control and I will make sense. And, and, that, and, and it makes, it will make sense. And it, it is true. And it does make sense uh, because it's only people who hate, who try to control you because they can't create. They've chosen the, the, to, the path that takes them away from the light. And as soon as you give that up, you can't, you can't create anymore because you have to love. To create, you have to love. You have to have, literally mean it. So you have to literally create through love. So you, you can't fake that. You can't fake that. Not real. And so even the people that are real, when they try to fake love, the people who are in service to others, they still kind of sense it. But there's they're, because they love so much, they don't understand the, the difference between people who love and people who hate. People who love can't understand people who hate. And people who hate can't deal with people who love because they hate. So they they want they have to destroy them. They have to do damage to them and victimize them because that's all they can do. It's all they have. Right. You have to have, you, you, she says, you have to leave. And then I don't know what you're saying there because it has a VE with enough to see another's perspective, perspective. Love. Okay. So you must, you have to love enough. I see what you did there. I mean, you were, you were typing and, and you went to correct something or the phone did it automatically by itself, or you were talking to it and it screwed up and heard did something different. That happens a lot. So you have to love enough to see another's perspective. Right. And, and you can't fake that because those people don't see your perspective at all. So they don't understand uh, that there's, they see the pain physically there, but but what they're trying to get out of you is the submissiveness that that when you are uh, when you're under their under their uh, guise under their control by their leave, that's what they're trying to do there. They're trying to stifle your creation as well because they don't want you creating. Because if you create enough, then you're going to rise a vibration to out. You're going to outlive them. You're going to outgrow them. I should say, spiritually. And you're not going to have a need for them anymore because what's lacking in you, the courage, the mind, the heart, will be fulfilled with that courage. Do you understand? Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. 
So somebody, you know, asked me, how is it that, you know, being a Christian minister and, and being brought up Christian and being knighted by the Catholic Church, how does that allow you to have the perspective of non-Christianity when you when you are reading the, the scriptures? And I laughed and said, because the truth is, I know that the scriptures are are actually just stories that you tell children. They're fairy tales. And I've just proven that to you, but that they're not. So they're as silly as fairy tales because the truth is, it is about you being here for the first time as a soul, the first time you're aware of your existence. And you're supposed to learn how to be, to become, being. And as you do that, you are a child who becomes, a, a you know, a crawling, a baby who crawls, then eventually walks, then eventually can run. And then you learn. And as you learn things, unfortunately, it reinforces that you're in the matrix because you start learning the conceptual reality. And as you do that, then you're, re you're reinforcing the matrix. But what you're supposed to do is realize that at some point when you become an adolescent, and then you then you go into adulthood, and that's when you understand the matrix. But the other matrix that was put in place doesn't allow you to get to that point. And if you don't believe me, look up the reason that uh, what is what is the IQ test based on, and and literally you can even Google it, which is run by the matrix, and it'll tell you the same thing. The IQ test is based on the fact that no human being is mature, maturer or more mature than the age of 17. So you are at best an adolescent, a teenager. And when you become the Jedi, when your koi uh, fish becomes the, the dragon, do you see the references here? When you get the courage, the mind, and the heart, you then control and free your soul. Do you see where I'm going here? I'm talking from across all of these pantheons. Okay? So when you muster up your courage and start thinking, you start then questioning, and that break starts breaking your conditioning, and that starts filling your heart. Because when you start questioning, you start thinking about other people and yourself, and then you start gaining these. And people who, who have a, a maturity level of 18 or above on the IQ scale are considered geniuses because they're adults and then they break free from the conditioning and they're thinking for themselves now. They're still in this body because they haven't graduated fully because there's other things to learn as well that go along with it. You need to learn more about love, more about courage, more about, uh, you know, everything, sacrifice, more about, you have to learn all these other things too. However, it becomes easier when you break through that barrier, right? When you break through that barrier of, of being held down. Do you understand? Right? So let's said, laugh out loud, IQ test. On an IQ test, I'm a genius, yet I'm an absolute idiot. All of us are. I mean, it's the truth, right? I mean, that's, you know, Socrates said that the more I know, the more I realize I don't know anything. Right? I know nothing. Right. Uh, so it doesn't matter how high your IQ is. You could still be a moron. It doesn't mean that you're uh, just because you're super smart doesn't mean that you're uh, actually mature either. Right. Look at Sheldon. And that was the whole purpose for that. Sheldon was a genius, but Sheldon mentally was about 12. 
Okay. Um, and, and all of us were there. I was there at one point. People used to laugh at me. And, and if, if that show would have been around when I was young, they would have called me Sheldon. But otherwise, they called me Professor Precise because I was that way. Right. My brother, you know, my, my two nephews, two of my nephews, because I have uh, 17 nephews, but two of them um, are, are geniuses. One is autistic, but they both have an IQ closer to 200 than, than anywhere else. OK. One's going to work for NASA. The other one is, is now going to college. <laughs> He's been doing college work all the way through high school. OK. So but maturity level, both of them are not adults yet. Do you understand? I wasn't either. And it's hard work. We constantly get pulled back down. We have bad days. Look at Omar and I. I'm, I'm big enough to admit it. Last year in March, or maybe it was April or May, right around that time, Omar and I got into a big fight and didn't talk to each other for six months. And then both of us went, what the fuck are we doing? We're, at, we're, we're preaching and we're being opposite of what we're preaching. We, need, we can't do that. We're going to stop. So we stopped, had a good laugh about it, and said, let's not do that again. Okay? <laughs> right? So it happens. And that was because of the energy at the time, the supermoon, all the work we were doing, everything we were being put in, and under attack constantly because we were doing this. It gets harder the further up you go. So we constantly have to remind ourselves to cleanse, to wash, to to you know, uh, reground, recenter, refocus, understand, and, and see where I'm at. Look at look at Peter Coyle. You guys don't know what went on, but he admit, he said that on air that he was in a bad place and didn't know he was. Well, I was talking to him just the other day, and he had gotten into a really bad place. He's under psychic attack. He's tired because of he is fighting uh, for all of us and with all of us, and he's being under attack. And he felt alone. They beat him down. They got and they got him into a place where he was. And we all get there. I've gotten there. We all get there. And then he, then, you know, I sent him energy. I'm sure other people did as well that heard his comments and knew what was going on with him. And, and then uh, quickly he reversed his course and he came back. And today he was like, I'm sorry, I wasn't in my right mind and I was in a bad place and I'm good now. And I'm like, I know I was there. I was with you. <laughs> right. It happens to us. And, and so we're all under attack and they try to find a weakness in you and exploit that. Okay. Try to find any weakness that they can maybe kill you with. That's not a joke. They do that. So know that even if you're not actually actively doing something like I'm doing or Celeste's doing or, or Omar's doing or Rodney. Hi, brother. I didn't even see you in the in the chat till just now. Or Rodney McGilvery uh, right there who is also going to be speaking on an event coming up on the solstice. I'll guarantee that he is. If I'm there, he's going to be there, right? Uh, if they're going to let me in, they already had him scheduled. <laughs> right? So welcome, my brother. And he and he's uh, an alchemist. Uh, in fact, uh, he even has a book in the Carl Jung Institute. He's a he is an actual rock star on this planet. Rodney is who's in the audience or was. He is still is because he said hi, brother. Hey, brother. Welcome. So, um, so I got um, Jung's book, by the way. <laughs> I got I got one of his books, by the way. Um, I haven't started reading it yet, but I got it. It's uh, in my pile of books that, that I have to read. But I did buy buy one of Jung's and one of uh, Emerson's as well. He and I, Rodney and I, have been we're, we're talking. We haven't talked to one another for a while, but um, we were going to do a show together. And then things just uh, took us apart, and I, and I kind of lost contact with him. And he did me, and then I ended up with 
Miguel Pena, who has just popped in to say hi, uh, and uh, grabbed Miguel. And uh, Aaron was uh, Aaron Fowler was talking about doing it in a different podcast, and I had my show on Wednesday, and I was going to do the one with Rodney on Wednesday uh, to take over that slot. And uh, he and I hadn't talked about it for four or five months, uh, so I grabbed uh, Miguel and uh, Aaron and Aaron's wife, Norma, and we created Skull Island, the podcast that's on Wednesday nights. Uh, Miguel just popped in. Welcome, brother. Uh, yeah, and he's he's reminding me, yeah, don't forget March 19th. I started it, but I didn't throw the banner up there earlier. Let me go over here and pop that up for uh, for people to see. Um, uh, during the that same time period, um, let's see here. There we go. Uh, Sacred Awakenings is March 19th on, on the solstice. Um, we're putting that together. Uh, I don't have... Um, Miguel, it, I don't know if you have the link for the, um, for them to go to. I don't have that programmed right now. I'll have to put it in the description again, like I did, uh, uh with the stuff from before, but if you can grab that, uh, link to the, to the, to the, uh, where people can buy the tickets, uh, this is going to be an event that we're doing on the day. We're going to be, we have five, six speakers, five, one, two, three, four, five speakers, one, two, three, four. I think we had just five, right? Yeah, well, there's five of us. So Miguel's going to be uh, going to be doing something. Aaron's going to be doing something. Norma's going to be doing something. I'm going to be doing something. And then we have Leanne Curtis, who's going to be showing people. I believe she's going to be showing people a freehand drawing that she does. That my God, she does freehand uh, drawing that's sacred geometry. Freehand. It looks like a computer did it. Uh, it's just beautiful, beautiful stuff. So I think that's what she's going to be doing. Don't quote me. So on that day, I'm going to be doing uh, Reiki. I'm going to be doing Reiki sessions for anybody who tunes in uh, at that time and meditation uh, to to activate chakras and uh, help with the Kundalini energy. So the so the Reiki energy is going to help attune your uh, uh, to your entire uh, body and spirit up. And then we're going to take that energy and, and I'm going to use it creatively with the meditation uh, and, the, and the Reiki at the same time. And Reiki, you guys, while we're meditating, and I'm going to teach you techniques that you can use uh, to, uh, to, to pull yourself out of your consciousness up to your, to your super consciousness uh, and realize that, that your mind that's thinking is not you, this body is not you, that there's a consciousness beyond that that you don't pay attention to that's always been there because that's you. Uh, and so I'm going to be pulling you into that area uh, for the entire, uh, I think it's an hour that I'm going to be uh, uh, doing that or a half an hour and then have a q and I think that's what I'll do. If I'm on, if I'm going to be on for an hour, I'll do 30 minutes of meditation and Reiki and then take questions because you guys will probably have questions. Uh, so we'll do a Q&A afterwards because that way you guys can uh, describe what you felt, what you went through, and, and I can answer questions or whatever. So hopefully they, they can pop that link up there for you, but it's called Sacred Awakenings. You can go to uh, Skull Island Podcast on, uh, on, uh, on uh, I think it's on Facebook, and I think they have the link up there. I'll have, I'll have to put it up if I don't. Uh, and if not, tune in on Wednesday, and we'll, we'll pop it up there for you if we don't get it popped up here today for you. But that's on March 19th, and it starts at 10 a.m., uh, I believe, West Coast America time uh, on, on that day. So um, you guys want to take a look at that. So let me put this, um, whoops, put this back where I had it. Oh, no, I didn't have that up either. Did I have nothing up? <laughs> okay. So thank you. Miguel just put it in the in the chat there for you for on Facebook. So it's there from, if you guys are on YouTube, you'll have to pop over. To, I don't know if you can see the chat on Facebook. If you can, you can copy and paste that. That'll take you to the tickets uh, that are on sale now. And 
we have, I don't know how many we're selling. So I don't think we have like Omar probably is just as an unlimited amount of tickets that he's selling for his shows. Um, I don't know if we're doing that. Uh, we don't, we, you know, we're not expecting it to have a hundred thousand viewers. So I think we have a limited supply of tickets. So you might want to get a ticket if you want to do it, get a ticket before they all uh, get sold. And then you guys will have to hear about it in the, in, in retrospect. Right. Uh, and I would also suggest to go from that uh, um, uh, link that Omar put up and take a look at his uh, uh, tickets there, because like I said, I will be speaking at that event as well on one of those days. Uh, and I'll let you guys know when I, he sent it to me. So uh, when I find that out, I'll let you guys know when, when that's going to be. Okay. So the choices that we have to make uh, now are, do we want to be part of the problem or part of the solution? Right now we're all part of the problem. Okay. Oh, the link's too too long for that chat. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. So the link is too long for the YouTube chat. <laughs> he was going to link it there too. <laughs> I got it to go. I can't take it and, and uh, um, I can't copy and paste it uh, from here because it, it highlights it. If I click on your thing, it just does that. Um, what if I, if I do that? No, I can't even share it either. I could put a star on it. I think that locks it to the top or something. I'm not sure what that does, but I clicked a little star on it. Uh, so you guys should be able to, um, I don't know what that does. I better turn that off just in case it makes it disappear or something. I'll have to read on what, read up on what that star does there in the chat. Cause I am not sure. So I'm not going to turn that feature on. Right. Right. Yeah. The idea that Celeste says the idea that 18 and above is considered adult has me cracking up. Right. Because the, I mean, the truth is the, the, everybody thinks they just assume that once I turn 18, I am an adult. Right. Because legally in the United States, you're an adult when you turn 18. So they just think that oh, I'm, I'm an adult now. That doesn't mean that a person's an adult. Most of the people go through their lives at the between the age of 12 and 17 in their mind and don't know it. And they they think they're an adult and they're 70. OK. Most of the people who live to be older, though, if you talk to them, you can tell the difference. Anybody who is who is awake and you know that they're you, you listen to them talk and you go, wow, that, that guy or that woman is really smart. It's because they're they're you're listening to an adult. Do you understand? So their IQ is higher because their vibration is higher. It's normal. We're all supposed to be vibrating higher than we are now. We're supposed to be somewhere uh, between the fourth and the fifth and the sixth right now. All of us should be somewhere in that category from four to five to six D right now. That's how long this place has been trapped here. That the natural evolution, evolutionary process of the human soul has been retarded enough to where we should be two and maybe two and a half levels higher than we are now. Do you understand? Right? Yeah, definitely. I was not mature at 18. I was not. I thought I was an adult when I was 25, and that's when I woke up and realized that I was nowhere near mature enough. <laughs> I do nothing. By the time I was 25, 26 years old, I woke up and realized everything I thought I knew, I just forgot it or I never knew it. I just assumed I never knew it. I just thought I knew it, right? So, yeah, and it's taken me from that time till this to get where I am. Do you understand? Even though I was awake enough to understand what was happening, I still hadn't done any of the shadow work to get myself unstuck. So you can be woke, but not awake. Do you understand? So you can actually understand what's happening around you. But if you haven't been, if you didn't have the courage to open the tools that are right in front of you and start 
looking at the tools and seeing how they work and then realizing they are there and that it is something, right? And that the force does mean something and that the Jedi weren't just fabled people and that Jesus wasn't just an adventation uh, by Romans to control the masses. When you realize that, that Buddha did exist, right? And that Lao Chi did exist. Every deity, every philosopher in history that told the story of how to get unstuck has been obscured into, we don't know if that person was ever definitely real. There is no definitive proof that that person existed. So that's the doubt being created so that you won't look at that seriously and understand those dusty old tones. Bill Van Horn, I was thinking about, you know what, I'm telling you, I scrolled through and put energy into my into my messenger today, looking at people's names I haven't talked to for a while and made a mental note. I need to talk to these people to see if they're okay because COVID. I haven't talked to them for a while since COVID. And I'm going through my phone and four of you have popped in here today to say hello. <laughs> That's hilarious right there. I love you guys. Talk about being connected, <laughs> right? Four of you have shown up today an hour after I was putting energy out there, hoping that you would because I wanted to make sure you made it from that. I haven't seen you in the chat for five or six months. <laughs> and four of you have popped in today. Welcome. Even my brother, who doesn't usually pop in, popped in because I scrolled past his name too. But look, there's my brother. I haven't messaged him for about a week. <laughs> I talked to him on, on, on uh, 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 text more than I do messenger, right? I only do messenger if I'm on the computer at night and I'm not on my phone, right? Then I'll give him a message in messenger. Otherwise, I just grab my phone and do it. Okay, so yeah, happy Friday, man. I'm doing good. I'm glad you're doing good, Bill. And, and Celeste, right? So yeah, I'm glad you guys did. And Kevin popped in. Hadn't talked to Kevin for a bit either. Well, Kevin was in sooner than you guys were. Kevin had been here about three months ago, but I hadn't seen him now. This year, I hadn't talked to any of you guys. Right. I know we're only, uh, you know, 25 days into the second month, but that's a long time. Right? <laughs> it's, it's 45, 50 days, at least at the minimum. Right. It's a long time for some of us talking to each other. OK, so glad to see you guys are doing good. Glad to hear that. OK, so the, so the, so we have a choice to make. The choice is, are we going to be part of the problem or part of the solution? And everybody wants to be part of the solution, not the problem. So find the courage to open those tools. And those tools will rise your vibration to the point where it will fill your heart and that will fill your mind and that will fill your courage. And then you can become. That's what all of those stories are trying to tell you. They're all nursery rhymes for children. The Jesus story, the Marduk story, the Thor story. All of those stories are the same story that, that we're telling you in Alice in Wonderland and Wizard of Oz. Okay. Even Popeye with the, the spinach company trying to drum up business for spinach used the same formula. Popeye had to find his courage, his strength, and they used the spinach as that. Whenever he ate the spinach, he became strong and powerful and yet courage, and his mind was sharper and he had heart. And he could beat Bluto, the dragon of the sea, the Tiamat character. Do you understand the devil that Jesus had to fight? Do you understand? So this whole thing, when Jesus said, the way to heaven is through me, is literal. The way to heaven is through what Jesus represented. You are to become 
that savior character. You are the savior you have been waiting for. Stop looking for a savior to come get you. We put ourselves into this position on purpose. It's our job to get out. We became the sacrifice when we came here in this place. You have to become the sacrifice to get out of hell. So we created hell in our minds and we have to become the sacrifice. So each one of us has to do our own internal work to save ourselves. And then we save the whole at the same time. Do you understand that? So you have to look within yourself. You have to look at the tools and see what they're telling me. Well, they're telling me I need to look within myself that all the answers to the universe are right here within my own mind and heart. And they are right in front of your face, part of your reality. It is your reality. It's why you were created. You were created to lift this place up and make it a home for you, me, us, we, the one to live in. That's this place in your mind and heart, in your body, and this external place that is only in the mind, but we think it is outside the body. All that is, all that it was, all that will be is in our mind and heart, our soul. We are. And once you understand that, that you are, I am, we are all a thought of the one. We are all one little piece. We are in the mind of the one. We are a construct in the mind as a daydream of an individual. And then we created a scenario for ourselves to play a game because we're bored. And here we are. And now we're pretending that we can't get out. So we're like a little child who closes their eyes and says, you can't see me. You can't see me. Because I can't see you. So therefore, you can't see me. And we believe that. Now I hit my microphone and the whole thing is all screwed up. <laughs> okay. So you just have to, to find the courage. And when you do... That will give you the strength, and the strength is love, and that will carry you through. So what they're doing right now is trying to give you as much death and destruction as they can possibly give you so that you will continue to stare at that and be afraid. Acknowledge that it's there, understand that it's a necessity, and also understand that the only reason evil exists is to lift us up out of this place. That's its job. That's what it was created for. We weren't created for that purpose. We were created to lift this entire place with us and ourselves up to the creator. Their job is to stand on our head and push down. That's what they were created for. We no longer need them to do that. Once you start on that path... Do you understand? Once you start on that path and you ask questions, that's the beginning of the end for the ego. So the ego fights back harder and harder and harder. Evil people are all ego. They must then also fight back harder and harder because they know that their existence is almost over. They're no longer needed. Do you understand that? So that's what's happening. That's what's happening. So you have to make a choice. Am I going to stay with ego 
or am I going to do what all of the prophets before me did, what all of the saviors before me did when they were showing an example for us to follow is to look within myself, find my own courage, find my own strength, find my own love and help lift this place, me, my temple back to the one and make it a home. Recommune with the light and become one again. Do you understand? It has come to that. There is no other choices in the world. There never has been. But now is the time when this place is going up. So you either get left behind because you're too afraid. But know that it doesn't matter, honestly, because everyone's going to be okay because this is what's supposed to happen. I see that because I'm looking back down on the on the feng shui, on the yin and the yang, on the spiral. I'm looking down. I'm above that, which is farther inside, right? So that's the weird duality of it when we say rise above but go within. Because you're going within yourself by rising up out of this body. Do you understand that? So we we project it as outside of the body, but it is in fact an inside. It's the zero point. It's the thirteen. It's it's the clock face, the center uh, that the twelve apostles are, are following, and the twelve apostles are what different aspects of our psyche that were broke down to only three or four characters in most of those stories. But in truth, everything is separated into 12s. Even the way we count is supposed to be that way. We're not supposed to go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. We're supposed to count by either the folds in the finger or the places in between. And if you do that, it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. You don't even need... 13, 14, 12. If you do the math, it gets easier. You can calculate pi by using that spiral instead of multiples of 10. I know some of you who are not mathematicians or scientists, you don't understand that. Those of you who have a physics background or a mathematical background like I do, you'll understand what I just said. The math is sound. Aliens have come here from other places and told us, why are you counting by 10? That was changed on purpose so that our mathematics would not be part of the spiral. We're outside of the spiral. We're kind of in it because we're still on the even number. We're using the one and the zero, which uh, ironically we used for the binary code, one, zero, 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 one, zero, one, one, zero, right? We use the 10. That's the, the feng shui. Again, that's the yin to the yin or the yin to the yin, however you want to say it. It's the darkness to the mathematical equation. Do you understand that? But the Fibonacci sequence doesn't count that way, does it? Multiples of 12 work easier in the Fibonacci sequence and the golden mean ratio than multiples of 10. It works out better. And you don't need that extra number in between 8 and 9 because they become 1. Do you understand? Okay. So that's what you're saying here. Hold on. Let me see what you're saying. I'm going to put this up on the screen. She wrote a book over here. She says, you know what 
you know what did you create? What you know what did you create? Will I show up at at three D places and find you, right? Or will I show up at the game you invented? I always felt you would show up and um, blow my mind, and from that, or and and from to that, no one would ever question it because I knew, and you knew that we already held that 4D link between me and you. I'm also sorry it was so very late for me. <laughs> right. Well, you know what? It's just it it is, you know, I mean it is what it is. And and the truth is that we we yeah, we have all been connected on purpose. This is what she's referring to here. She was referring to what I was referring to and what we we're talking about before. Right. And that that we remember when I was saying to Omar that after it we'll all be back we'll all, because we've all signed on to do this from the future in a different place in a different time and after this we're all still going to be communicating with each other because like Celeste said we have already met in those places and we're already linked in those places so we're going to be linked after this anyways right and all of us not just her and me not just Omar and her and I or Bill Van Horn and and not just Julie and, and Miguel and everybody out there on the planet okay she said it won't translate right yeah so she's she's trying to <laughs> she's trying to trying to get it to to to, to work and she says it won't translate right um well that's okay i mean it's just that, that's what happens I, I get the gist of it i'm pretty sure i just got the gist of what you're saying right because we already knew that we were already linked before we already did this before because this has already happened when you get to a, a certain level of your understanding you start to understand that the time right i've been saying this a lot time is only linear here you need to understand that time only operates the way it does in the third density because you're supposed to be in a matrix here okay but we're inside of another matrix inside of another matrix here quite possibly inside of another one Right. So we're not exactly sure how many overlapping because we know that the external matrices have a, an effect. Those are all egos. The matrix is an ego system, not an ecosystem, but an ego system. An ecosystem is an ego system that works without ego. Do you understand? An ecosystem works because it's set up that way, like the biological ecosystem of the planet where the plants live and die and they feed other uh, animals that live and die and animals hunt on other animals that live and die in the cycle of life. And, and there's always a hunter gatherer and always a, a, somebody to plant crops and always to do all this stuff. It has nothing to do with malice, has nothing to do with evil, has nothing to do with, uh, with anyone's intentions. It's the way that the universe was set up so that all life would stay alive. That's eco. The opposite of that is ego. Do you see? And the ego is the, the negative. So everything that is positive is on the eco side of reality. And then everything negative is on the ego side. Do you understand that? That's like the, you know, the ego is the devil on the left shoulder and your conscience, not consciousness. But do you see how ego and, and eco sound very similar and conscience and consciousness sound very, very similar. One is opposite and the other one is two uh, positive aspects of the same, a higher self aspect of the same conscious. So you have a conscience and a consciousness. Your conscience is that part in you that is not ego, that is the opposite, that understands those things are wrong to do. People try to pretend that part doesn't exist in reality and that you have ego and consciousness. You don't. You have ego, then you have conscience, 
which is equal to ego and opposite of ego. And then you have your consciousness, which is higher than both of those. Okay. And you can't run to your consciousness without the conscience making you aware that the ego is telling you something bad. So people don't look at that part. They, they, they take the conscience out and pretend it has nothing to do with the ego and that the ego is some entity that's equal to the consciousness. It is not. That's the same lie that they're trying to tell you that evil is just as equal to God. It is not. Evil is only equal to your ego, and your ego is only equal to your, in fact, not even equal to your conscience. Because if you have a conscience and you haven't turned it off by moving away from God and love, then your conscience tells you that thought is wrong that's coming in. Don't do it. So the conscience is more powerful than the ego, unless you ignore the conscience and only listen to ego. But both. Listen to the superconscious, the consciousness. Because the consciousness is next to godliness. Do you understand? Because consciousness becomes superconsciousness, and superconsciousness is godliness. That's your higher, higher self. Do you see? Some people say higher self, higher, higher self, higher, higher, higher self. That would be the creation. So that's the logos, the sublogos. And the sub-sub-logos, the sub-creation, the sub-love, the microcosm to the macrocosm. That is us. That is we. That is you. That is me. That is all of us. So that's Jiminy Cricket, right? Good one. Sophia said, the heart does not, let me put it up on the screen and read this for you on the MP3 file. The heart does not have opposites. Only mental creates polarity. So So there is no opposite to the heart because the heart is real, right? Everything that is real, everything that is creation can, cannot be destroyed. Therefore, it does not have the opposite. There is no opposite to heart. Hate is a construct of ego, of the mind. It's not felt anywhere. You don't feel hate in your heart. You don't feel hate in your in your brain, but you do in the mind. So that was great, Sophia, that you said that. So there's so much about the aspect of us that is the holy, the good aspect that has been taken away from our learning. that We don't even know about it. That was the extra matrix that was put in in the book burning and the hiding of all of history from all of us. Was taking away everything in us that was godliness. Moved the human race away from God for a thousand years or longer. A hundred thousand years. The devil will be let loose on the earth for a time. That's past tense. That's past tense now. That time is over. The devil is no longer loose on the planet. If the devil still was, you wouldn't be hearing me say this because this would be, in fact, illegal, and they would be killing me over it. That's the way it used to be on this planet. Anything that was beside the narrative got you killed. Socrates said, the earth is round. They said, take this poison and drink it and die for your lie. 
That happened in real life. Look it up. Okay. So they would tell, call you a heretic or the devil, and they would get rid of you. They used the witch's hammer to shut up women because women, because of their nurturing nature, because of that, they love more. So they're closer to God than men are easier to pull away from God by flexing their ego and stroking their ego and turning them into robots to fight. Women have more resolve than that because they had to develop that. That's the sacred feminine in the universe that is love, that is there. The woman had to take all of the love when separated into the sexes because the men only had the hate because that was what they was being told and taught more often than not by society. So the women became awake more than the men. That's why you always hear the, the stories of a good man. There's only reason you in the, the most successful men, you'll know that behind them is a, is a successful woman, is a smart woman. And that's the truth. That's the truth. Okay? Women are more motivated than men. Uh, my entire life as a retail manager, I had more women working for me than men. I didn't do that because I was a chauvinist and I was sexist and I wanted to have a bunch of women around me because I wanted to pretend I had a harem or hope that I could bed all of them. I did it because when women get bored, they clean and straighten while they talk. Men get bored, they stop moving and talk. Women have more pride in, in what they're doing. Men just want to get paid to stand around and do nothing unless you're going to let them kill something. They'll pay to kill something, right? But they don't want to get paid to stand or to do something. They'd rather kill something. So they'd rather get paid to kill something than stand around. So when they have to work, they're trying to find ways of not working and talk to one another. So you have to have somebody constantly on, on them, cracking the whip. Women, you give them something to do, and you walk away, and you come back, and they get it done. So I always hired more women. They were more prideful. They also were, were uh, better people because they, had, they were more nurturing. They had more love in them. So they're going to be nicer to customers, more apt to help. Do you understand? Unless the person was evil, and then I would I always wed, got those out quick. Anybody who was in service to self didn't work for me. I'd get them out as fast as I could. Okay? And some people that were in retail who are in, in service to self always thought I was weak, but they, they kept me around because I made money for them <laughs> because I was good at making money because I didn't cheat people. So because of that, I had loyal customers who would tell other people and they would come into the stores that I ran. Okay. So the women had to be stifled more than the men. The men were easier to grab a hold of when they were kids and brainwash them. Women didn't get put through the same brain, brainwashing because their job was supposed to be the, the nurturer and the house cleaner and the cooking of the, the food and the giving it, caring it for the children and having children and doing all the women things, right? And so everybody thought that the women weren't getting an education. Well, they weren't, but they were getting educated in the ways of the universe far quicker than men. That's why even now women wake up faster than men and there's more women doing this than there are men. It's true. There are a lot of men that are waking up, but not as many as there are women. Most of you guys out there who listen to me are women. The women outnumber my, my audience is more is is sixty uh, percent women, sixty five percent women, throughout all channels. Okay, and that's because I'm a guy and I'm talking. Is it because uh, I'm so good looking that women are showing up to? Ooh, look at that guy. No, <laughs> I look like Santa Claus. The only time I'm uh, anything sexual to women is close to, to Christmas time, because then the fantasies of having sex with Santa Claus pop up, and so they go, "Look at that Santa. <laughs> that's a real beard too." Yeah, put on red, and women start swooning over me. I'm not joking. <laughs> I've dressed up and put on the Santa costume and played Santa before. 
not a, it's not a joke. There's, it, it's got to be two and ten at least. I look in their eyes, and I can see it as soon as they look at me. Ooh, Santa, hi. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you're looking at me like that because I'm looking at you that way too because I am a guy. <laughs> anyway, all right. So that was a quick descent down into a lower vibration to grab some more people and pull them back up. So that's what's going on here. And you guys need to, to now learn and understand out there that, first of all, you're not alone. First of all, everything is going to be okay because everyone's going to make it through this. Okay. Because even if we died, if I died right now, that's just this body. My soul is forever. And it's just going to recycle into another body someplace else. Okay. I know that and I'm comfortable with it. So I'm not afraid of it. Your fear has been driven by the here and the now in the conceptual reality that you think you're in. Be afraid of death. Be afraid of what's beyond. Don't look into the light. There's a trap there. You're going to get caught. You're in a prison. And they got to convince you of that so that you are so afraid to do anything. You won't even look at the truth and you won't unpack the the, the gifts that I gave you, that are the tools that you'll need. I know because I was there. I did it. Lived through it myself. Okay? And I have a lot of learning to do in the future. I know that. There's it, it, To be true, if this is just the third run from the bottom, we really don't know how many runs there are above us. We have heard of 12 now that we can almost confirm, okay? But we don't know if it goes to 13 or that's it and you're up to the one or if there's 400 million thousand trillion of those levels. So in the grand scheme of the universe, if I was the smartest, most awake human being here, I'm still in only the first place that, that anyone is aware of being a soul. And even that, not everyone here is aware of that. So it doesn't matter what I think I know here. I'm the bottom of the run. (laughs) And when I move up to the next place, I'll have to start at the bottom of the run there and then move up. That's what happens every time you go to a different octave. Do you understand? Yeah, right? Sophia laughed. She said, ha, 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 we are the runs. We are the rungs. Okay, that is us. It is up to us to fully comprehend the law of one. Absolutely. And once you do that, you understand the laws, it becomes easier. That's why I did the law of one, and I did all 106 channeling sessions uh, one Friday a week for two years and 10 months to go through that entire, and I can go back and start all over and have a completely different higher vibration perspective than I had there because I've changed since then. And I've gone back and looked at it and said, oh, I missed that. That was even a higher vibration than I thought I was at at the time. So I'm still learning as I'm learning. So that's why we call it learn, teach, teach, learning. Do you understand? So I'm learning with you guys and teaching you guys, and you guys are teaching me while I'm teaching you and learning while I'm learning from you. And from the books and from the scrolls and from everything. It's so it, it takes a village. We can't get out of here just by ourselves, but we can. We can't get everybody. So there's no we. I can get out of here anytime I want because I understand what's happening now. But I don't want to leave until we can all go. I want to get as many people out of here as we can, unstuck, kick those people off this rock and get the business as usual back to business as usual. 
which is not going to be anything that you see and, and think is reality right now. It's going to be completely different. That's where it's supposed to be. But we don't get to see that because we're seeing this old ass shit that's been planted in front of our faces to make us think that we're in a different place. Right? I know Julie says I would be down for another round of snarky raw. I yeah, right? I, I might even do that. Well, I gotta do the other scrolls as well, but I might incorporate that because there's so much crossover uh in that. Uh I already read one passage that was in uh uh the raw material that was actually in a Dead Sea scroll. Right? Set, set verbatim. There was a paragraph that was identical that I've I've actually recognized. And and that's only and there's been more, so so it still has the same storyline in it. Even if people say, well, they just invented that from their subconscious. <clears throat> Here's the thing, guys. I wrote three books, and out of those three books, when I read my own books, there were things that I went and read there and said, oh my god, I didn't know that. I programmed that into that and didn't even realize it, but I see it there. Okay. When I go back and listen to myself speak, which I don't do very often, but when I do. Someone will say to me, man, you said blah, blah, blah the other night. And I'm thinking to myself, did I say that? I don't remember saying that. I got on here and I started channeling. I'm talking and stuff's coming in from the universe and I'm just going. Sometimes I don't realize all the things that I say myself. And then I go back and watch myself and go, fuck, I'm brilliant. I don't even remember thinking that. Right? And I look, then I turn into to, to, uh, Curly. Hey, Mo. Hey, Larry. I keep trying to think and nothing happens. <laughs> Hey, Larry. Hey, Mo, the cheese. Hey, Larry. Right? So so that even happens to me. You have to understand that. So you can, you can look at something and say, well, that person just made that up. I don't think so because in everything that's ever been written, right, I'm at that place where now I can see all the things, the nuances and the patterns of speech and the patterns of a message. And I'm seeing that in the movies and in the stories and in the books and in the songs, the music and all of this. And I'm going, and you know, when you hear the person that says every story that's ever been told has already been told, the truth is there's only one story being told over and over and over and over. That's it. We think that all these stories are completely different stories and they're the exact same scenario just a parable of it. If you watch Lord of the Rings and think about that entire concept of Lord of the Rings, and then you watch the Matrix trilogy and think about that entire concept, and then you read Frank Herbert's Dune books and think about that entire concept, and you read any Moby Dick, you read the Bible, you read the Bible Code, you read all of this stuff, and then you listen to, say, uh, Tool, almost any song they sing. And you listen to uh, um, um, Highway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, Cashmere by Zeppelin. Almost every song Zeppelin has. And then you listen to The Eagles, Hotel California. All of those references are about being stuck and, and, and how to become unstuck and becoming the savior. The koi fish becoming the dragon. The Jedi becoming the Jedi Knight. Thor fighting the, the dragon, becoming the, the savior character. Jesus fighting the devil, becoming the savior character. Uh, Mohammed fighting the devil and becoming the savior character. Do you understand? King David fighting the minotaur, the dragon, the giant, becoming the savior, the king. Do you understand? It's in everything. <clears throat> 
It's every story that we're telling. It's the exact same message. Every message that I have said to you, every single time I've been on air since the very first time I became a, a speaker on air has been the same message that I've told to you over and over and over. And it's just been a parable of the message prior to. The message I'm telling you now, it's the exact same message I told you yesterday, the day before that, the day before that, last week on Friday. It's the same message. It's the same story. Read any hymn in the Bible, and they're all telling you the same thing. They're talking about the salvation. They're talking about the creation. They're talking about your spirit, your growth, your fear, your angst, your lack of courage, your lack of love, your lack of wanting, your lack of uh, heart, your brain not working. All those things happening and coming together at the same time and everybody getting together and relying on each other and together lifting their energies up to defeat the great evil, to take back what is their freedom, and to ascend. Tell me a story. Give me a name of any book, any movie, and I'll explain to you how that is that exact same story, because it is. So when someone says to me, how can you interpret things and not be in any way swayed by Christianity? Because it's all the same. There is no difference. And I understand that. And once you understand that, then you'll look back and, and you'll laugh and you'll go, my God, that those are all just fables that you tell a child. But it's the story that's going to help you. It's the story that's going to get you unstuck and to graduate like you're supposed to and start moving up. Right? So... Then Sophia goes on to say, let me put my bifocals up so I can read it, so I don't have to tilt my head back too far. <laughs> we are what we believe ourselves to be, right? It is up to us to comprehend how the human design operates as the projector, good use of words, Sophia, and the projected, what if there is nowhere to go, right? What if there is nowhere to go? Well, there is really nowhere to go because it exists within you. I like the way you worded that. What if there's nowhere to go? There isn't anywhere to go because heaven is within you or it's not. You you have either made this house, this house, your temple, into a home to accept and move back up to the creation or you're not you're either separated from the light or you're one with it i love what you did there sophia right so she says goes on to say it is up to up to us to set the intention another great use of words to become the observer not the observed and what she just said right there is in short what she just said in the line before she that she just spoke in parables and told you the same thing twice and the fact that, you, that I said this to you before, the fact that I know that you are there and I know that your intention with that tells me that you are who I think you are and we need to talk. <laughs> okay? Um, because you need to be doing this as well. I don't know if you're already doing this, but you should be doing this. So um, I will talk to you when I have time with all this craziness. You know how it is, right? right after this, I'll be not wanting to talk. I'll be quiet for the rest of the night, fix my vocal cords. But you and I are going to talk because I, I want to get you on my show. I want to have you on here. I want to have you on Skull Island. And uh, I want to talk more to you about uh, 
um, you know, what you're doing, because uh, I know that you have many things to offer the world. And, and I know that you're probably doing that in, in your own space, right? And, but since we've met in this space, usually the people who come here, I'm a, a beacon for those people, not the only one on the planet, obviously, but I'm one of them. I'm a beacon for the wanderers, for the ones who are either already awake or about to, uh, or are planning to. And you find me somehow, the universe somehow drags you to me. I happen to be the closest uh, that would either, you're, I'm going to introduce you to, or you're going to find somebody uh, within my circle that's going to be more resonant with you, or you and I are going to work together, right, in some way. That's why you're, you're, you found me. That's why you're even here. Anyone in the world that, that hears my voice, if you listen to me more than 30 seconds, there's a reason that you're doing that. If you listen to me and you make up your mind at some point that you're not ready for me, this guy's a kook and you leave, it's you're not ready yet. If you listen to me and think that I'm elementary, it's because you're far enough up ahead of me that you don't need me. Okay. If you hear me and you go, wow, that guy really resonates with me and, and you know, and, you're, and you listen, but you're listening because you want to have people around you that are like-minded because you're in that place now and you need to network. So we all need to network so that we all know, we all know that there's a bigger army and that we're bigger, we're there and we're connected. And we're all, that's why I made the comment about Celeste, who I hadn't talked to, and, and Bill Van Horn, who I hadn't talked to, and Kevin, who I hadn't talked to, and even Omar, who I, I hadn't talked to him now for a couple of months since uh, we did the thing on the other solstice. So it's been three months since I even talked to Omar. And he popped back in today too, right? So there was four or five people that were here uh, today that popped in to say hi, and, and uh, in, including uh, McElvery, right? Five people that popped in to say hi, who I literally was thinking about today and wanting to make contact with again to find out if they were okay because I hadn't checked in on them to see if they had made it through this pandemic. And they've all popped in. So I put it out to the universe and they said, hey, what are you doing? You're on there. Check it out. Hi. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you're right. We all need, this is Sophia saying again, we all need each other in our experiences to weave the fabric of the tapestry of life. Now that goes to uh, the Bohemian Viking ideology of um, uh, of the the skein of, of life is being woven by the All Father. And <clears throat> I used to think that that some of that stuff they were saying was folly because I believed in free will. But now I understand there is free will, but the skein is tied, right? So uh, and and uh, my buddy Paul, who uh, uh, he's been a, a spell weaver his entire life. He manifests things and, and weaves things like a druid better than I could. And I have the Merlin title. Okay. And he can manifest things better than I can, but there's other aspects of, of what I do that are, are uh, uh, better than what he does. So we balance each other. He catches things that I don't. And that's what happens with my, my uh, relationship with all of you. Right. I say things and I'll say it a certain way and then you guys will catch it. And you'll say something back to me. And I'm like, like Sophia just did. And I'm like, yeah. And then from that, we're all together. Like Sophia just said with, we need, we all need to share in our experiences because I'm one drop of water and it's going in the ocean and I'm putting ripples and those ripples are going out and they're affecting all of you. And you're a drop of water that is also coming back towards me because it's rippling out away from you and it's affecting me. So we're all affecting each other. And the way if we're out here and I'm dropping water and I keep dropping water and I, I'm the only one that's dropping water and there's no one else, we start thinking we're alone because we don't hear anyone else. Do you see? We need that because we're in a place as a baby, as a child, where we're alone. We think we're alone because this is the, all of a sudden we don't know anything. We don't know who we are. We don't know where we came from. And so we're trying to figure all that out. Right. And so we're also the ocean and we have to realize that. Yes. 
We're not only the drop of water. We're not only the we're not only the intention that created the drop of water that dropped on the ocean, but we're all the air in between and the ocean that receives that drop, that thought as well. We have to realize all of those things. We are every aspect of everything because we created it, because we are it. We are that. Only right now we're separated into this little teeny individual to have experiences because ultimately this game is a game that we're playing inside of our own mind because we wanted, we were bored and we wanted to know everything. So we started imagining and making up scenarios. And then we kept, we just, what would we do if we leave that one go? And let them have an experience on their own, but I want more of that. So we created as many universes that we created, as many things that we created in the universe, we created another construct become from all of that to something. And all that gets crazy and blows your mind when you try to go, wait a minute. So I am you, uh, you are me. I am this piece of metal. I am the, I am the sound waves in the air that you hear. I am the very air that you hear. I am the gravitation that is pulling you to the planet. I am the love that created this planet. I am you and you are the love that created this planet. And then your mind starts blowing. You sound like a crazy hippie who's on too much pot. But the truth is, that you can only understand that when your vibration is up high enough to where you're, uh, you understand the concept and you become that higher self. You can't see my hand because it's off camera, but it's above my head. When you become that, you look back down on this and see it for the whole that it is. And then you understand that you're above what you thought was all of reality and there's still space in between that reality and you. And then when you look up above that, you realize it looks just like that place looked, only I'm looking at it from the bottom. So that means that there's still more I have to climb up to, to ascend through again. Do you understand? So we're not done. We're not done when we when we get out of here. This is just the beginning. <laughs> this is just the beginning, but it's not going to be as scary <clears throat> because the fear has, has been artificially put into your, planted into your mind by those people who understood the matrix and took control of it. Once you realize there is nothing to fear but fear itself and that this other stuff is not real and I'm not going to buy into it and it's not going to happen, right? You know, the when the, when the guys were Aristotle was looking at the, the allegories and they were talking about does a tree fall in the woods if no one's there to witness it? He says, there's no tree to fall in the woods if I'm not there to witness it. In fact, if I don't create the woods, there is no woods. <laughs> so they can't have a tree to fall without us. And I thought when I was young, I thought, how arrogant. The tree's going to be there whether he's there or not. I was thinking on a human level. I was thinking in this matrix level. I was thinking in from the egoic level. Aristotle was not. He was freed from that. And he was thinking on a universal level from a spiritual aspect. And he was trying to explain to the children that there is no forest to see. It's in your mind. Do you understand? I understood that when I was older and I woke and I went, wow, these old guys, I got to go back and read this stuff. They were more brilliant than I thought. I've had to do that with everything in my life. And the more I learn, the more I'm going back and I'm reading more because I have a, a better understanding now of what's going on. And so when you get that understanding, you go back and look at all of the books and movies and stories and everything that you had went and read and watched when you were a kid growing up and you realized the message that was right there in front of you. So that's why I love telling that story about the Sufi who was trying to wake up and he bought all the books that he could buy. Cause I've done it. I've been that I am that person too. 
I know Bill Van Horn, as a matter of fact, because I've had several uh, hundreds of hours of conversation with Bill, that he's done that too. He did it before I did, by about two years. And I looked up to him and, and I was trying to follow him and a striving to, to, to become what he was becoming. And he was watching me do that behind him, the catching up with him. And, and as he would make breakthroughs, he would, and he would see that I made, and he'd go, you, you made the same breakthrough that I did. And I did it last year and you're doing it now. And we realized that we were pacing each other. He was ahead of me, but we were pacing each other and that I was following right behind him. And we had a good laugh about it. We would talk about it. So you have to go back and look at all that stuff and revisit it. And then you have to do it all over. But the, the truth is you, you can do that and play that. And that just venerates and reiterates what you're learning. So there comes a time and the Sufi was buying all the books and, and had all this big library and was trying to become awake and learn all everything he could learn. And one day he woke up and he actually got it. And then he took his whole entire library out on the front lawn and burned it because he knew, he realized that all of the answers are within, not without. You can you can look without and find people like myself who are giving you the tools. You can do that, and that's helpful. And this is why Sophia said that, where we all have to be a part of our experiences in the design so that we can all help each other by going, no, no, that's the right course. You're getting there. So that some, when we are in doubt of ourselves, we have no courage left because we're beaten down by this egoic system that's trying to keep us in fear that at that point, someone will lift you up and hold you there, give you the energy to help you through that moment. But you have to go through it and learn it on your own. Every time we dip down, that's a shadow that we have to deal with. Every time you go, oh, man, I don't know that I want to do this anymore. It's just, fuck, I can't do it. I fucking can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to back away, man. I'm going to back away. And why do you do that? Because everything's bombarding you, right? And so you need that time to regroup. Why? Because your soul says, soul searching time, shadow work time. It's time for you to pull back a bit, right? Because you have some work to do. You've hit a plateau or you've hit a level and you're now understanding one of the things that you set down to learn some something you were supposed to learn the process of, right? And you were supposed to do an experience that you were supposed to, to see and handle and take care of. And you pull back to do that, to take care of it. And other people are giving you the energy at that point that are around you that understand why you're doing what you're doing. And then when you get your feet back under you, then they, then they, they back away and they don't force you on anything. They just picked you up, dusted you off, gave you some love, gave you some energy to keep you going. And then you start firing on all cylinders again on your own, and then you get it better because you did it yourself. But just know that you're not alone. You're never alone. That you are the one. You are God. You are the creation, each one of us. And that everything that you see here is an illusion. Everything that's happening here isn't real. It's happening for your entertainment so that you'll stay here and not think about what is beyond this. Do you understand? That's what they want you to do. That's what they have achieved. All the opposition has achieved that. That's their job. They were created for that purpose alone. That's it. The soul gets to choose which we want to do at what time. 
We all do all of it at one time. We do. We have to so that we understand it. Not just witness it, you have to be it. So at some point we've done the evils that were that are being done to us now. It's symbiotic, it has to happen. And to understand that is to be above it. Once you pass through it, only then, because you've learned all of its aspects, and so then you can see it. So you, you can't actually see a thing until you become the thing. Can't understand it until you have been it. That's what this is all about. But all of us have already done all of those aspects a long time ago. We were supposed to be finding markers along the way. And those were being kept from us because they weren't allowing you, me, and everyone to vibrate high enough to see the markers. But they were there right in front of us. And people all over the world throughout time have been figuring that out. And then they've been telling people. But they know that the people are only going to figure it out when they're ready to figure it out on their own. But if all of us are, uh, are in a better place, we're all pushing. And so the pendulum had swung completely away from, so I'd probably go this way left, completely away from the light long ago. And it already stopped on the other end as far away as it can get. And it already started back this direction. And it is, is now past neutral and is now swinging back towards the light. So the darkness is waning. The darkness is disappearing. And the light is becoming, once again, in this place. Do you understand? So whether you want it to happen or not, whether you're ready for anything to happen or not, it's happening because the majority of the people are pushing this thing that way. We ran from the darkness long ago. And we're headed straight into the light. But we're doing it all together instead of one onesie twosie. So what we're doing here is in fact rare. So we think we're just one little teeny piddly ass soul that doesn't mean anything to the universe. But in truth, the universe is watching us because we mean everything. This is Jerusalem. Do you understand? This is the chosen place with the chosen people. This is what the Hebrews were saying when they were the chosen race. That is this planet. That is what is happening to us. From our perspective, this is the, the beginning of the universe. The Big Bang happened in this spot. This place has genetic royalty. This human construct that I'm in is created from 12 different alien species who gave their DNA to this world to be part of this scenario. Most of the souls that are in these bodies did not start on this planet. Most of the souls that are in the human bodies on this earth came from other places. They didn't originate as something in, in 1D life on this planet. There are some because there's 1D, 2D, and 3D life on this planet. So over the last 100,000 years, 1D, 2D have become 3D and even graduated. Do you understand? So there are a bunch. That are, that are from and indigenous here. But right now, there's more that are not than are. Okay, that's why this is happening in the scenario that it's happening with so many people all at once. 
Most of you just don't remember it yet. And even those of you who are here for the first time, this is still the reason you were created. Do you understand? So on the base root level of, you know, just brand new all the way up to the Patal 11 density entire hive mind complex descending and being born in Earth, on Earth, to do what they're doing to help free Earth. There are souls here from all walks of existence that have come here to sacrifice their possible souls for thousands of years to help free this place. That's love. Do you understand that? Sophia says, we confuse ourselves when we do not comprehend the difference, the, the definition. Sorry, hold on. Let me change glasses. I have to keep looking up too much in my, I can't stay on the microphone looking <laughs> through my bifocals. So let me put on my reading glasses so I can hover. Okay, so we, we confuse ourselves uh, when we do not comprehend the definition of the words we use. Correct. We, we use words as if they don't have any meaning. But yet we say words have meaning and they hurt, right? A good illusionist, a.k.a. magician, quote unquote, has the tricks. Once the trick is realized, the illusion, a.k.a. magician, loses his or her fake magic. Once you figure the trick out, you can't unsee it. And you go, oh, that was fake. I just saw that. Did you see that? It was fake. I saw that. I've done magic in my, I'm not a, a great magician, but I've done magic. And when I was a kid, I was fascinated by it and I, and I wanted to learn it. I ended up going away from it because I realized it was all fake. There was no real magic in the, in the sleight of hand uh, um, uh, magic. There is real magic in the universe, but it's not that sleight of hand stuff. So I quickly got away from doing that kind of magic and went into real magic, which became very spiritually driven, which is, is one of the reasons that I'm where I am today. The, the magic that's a sleight of hand is akin to the, it's the magic of this reality. It's fake. It's not real creation. It's illusion. And it's, and it's called sleight of hand. Okay. So once the trick is realized, Sophia says, right, the illusionist or magician loses their fake magic. Right. And then she said, and then uh, she said, et, et, etymology, I think is how you say it, etymology. The, the word illusion, noun, and then she has it on there, uh, middle 14th century, mockery, scorning. She's giving the, the definition now. So mockery, scorning, right? And, and what is that? D discerning? No, what is that? I don't know that. I don't know how to say that word. Derision? Right, late 14th century act of deception, deceive, right, deceptive, right, appearance, right. So you're you're getting all these words, delusion of the mind from the old French, illusion, a mocking, deceit, deception, 12th century from the Latin, illusionum, right, or illusionim, right, meaning the same thing. So, so. That is the AI illusion. Do you understand? The delusion, remember the Tao, written by Lao Ching, the delusion of man is not understanding that this is an illusion. Do you understand that? So, and that was written in 604 BCE. And Sophia just basically said it again right there. Do you understand that? So, 
so there is real magic, but that's the magic of creation of the universe, which is love. And then there's the matrix and that's the sleight of hand fake trickery that you do to, and if children aren't paying attention, they don't see when you do something and you're hiding a card behind your, I can't do magic these days because I have arthritis. I don't have the dexterity anymore to hide the, the things behind the things and do those things that you need to do uh, with the sleight of hand magic. And then there's the magic that they do on stage where they have uh, all kinds of stuff that appears. And, and some of those guys are wearing this outfit that you can't tell that is made of metal. Uh, if you watch the, the uh, illusionist, the movie, great movie, by the way, into the back uh, story or the background, the other side of illusion from the perspective of the illusionist. So you get to see behind the scenes, the contraptions that they wore. Those are real. They really wear that stuff, and you don't notice them when they're on stage that they have those things. In fact, uh, uh, when Penn and Teller has their TV show, and I was watching it a couple years ago, and um, th- what they're doing is you try to fool us. They sit down, and you do a magic trick, and if they can figure out your magic trick, uh, because they know magic, they understand magic, then you lose. But if you can fool them and they can't figure out your magic trick, you win a trophy. You get you 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 get to be the magician of the of the episode, uh, uh, bragging rights to the world that I fooled the top uh, ma- magicians in the world with my magic. But it's all fake. It's all trickery. It's all sleight of hand. It's all machines, contraptions, because they can't create on that mundane level. But that doesn't mean those people are evil. They've just chosen that as a profession, that sleight of hand, that uh, the thing as a profession, because they were good at it. They're not trying to deceive anyone. The trick is everyone's has, having a good time. I'm not trying to rip you off from anything except for your money that you paid to come and see me entertain you. Do you understand? So there's white magic and then there's dark magic, you know, black magic. The same thing with real magic. There's white magic and then there's there's dark magic and there's neutral magic. That's the way the universe is. That's the feng shui. That's the, 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 you know, yin and the yang. That's the, the spiral. That's the, you know, it doesn't matter what religion you choose to call it. It's just, just different words for the same, the same thing. Okay, now that we're after 7 o'clock and I started at 4, uh, I'm going to call it because I have to get some dinner for myself and my mother because uh, it's later and she's in watching television and I didn't plan on being 3 hours and 17, 20 minutes in. Uh, 3 hours and 17 minutes in. Uh, I was going to stop at the 3-hour mark but continue to go anyways. So I apologize if I'm long-winded. Uh, I love you guys that are here. Uh, happy Friday. Happy weekend. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. Share this out, share this out, share this out. Right. I love you guys. I will be back on the air uh, at the at the very least a Wednesday and then next Friday. But at the most, I could be on someone else's show someplace else during the week because I did that last week. All right. So uh, love you guys and uh, have a great weekend. Have a great night. Uh, and I hope that my talk has in some way helped you guys um, to maybe understand things a little bit better. And, and I know that my talk helps me to understand things a little bit better as well because you guys make comments as well and I get to learn from you. That's I like that part. That's why I'm going to do the Q&A. Uh, I like the Q&A a lot better than me just talking because I like to be interactive because then that way you guys can ask questions. Uh, hear my Ebonics come out there. You can ask questions. You guys can ask questions uh, and I can give answers and then I can even ask you guys questions and get answers. So uh, that helps all of us to help the all, to help the one, to help all of us get out of here together. And forget about this matrix, this this bogus reality that is just an illusion. All of this is just an illusion. Okay, and um, I'm going to show you 
during that retreat. So get your tickets. I'm going to take you there. I do that sometimes on my show where I, I, I give you some of the, the techniques. And I have you do it. We're going to do it there. We're going to meditate. We're going to do it there. And I'm going to show you a couple of different ways, okay, uh, to, to experience that place where you start to realize that you're not this body, this mind, this construct, this avatar, that you're something outside of that, that is energy, that is immortal, that is constant, that is forever, that is love, that is creation. You weren't created by the creator. You are the creator. Do you understand? And you created yourself separate from yourself. And you're perceiving this. You're not, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Do you understand that? You think it's happening to you because that's where they locked you in. You were at your most vulnerable place, asleep. And when you woke up, you didn't realize you woke up in the wrong place. But I'm here to tell you that you did. And there's more of us now that are telling us all that because we did. And a lot of us have already seen that other place. And a lot of us can see it now. And we can perceive it. And we're showing you that way. Just like Jesus, Mohammed, Elijah, David, Philip. Name somebody in any scripture. Name a person who wrote a book or made a movie. They're trying to help you do the same. You just don't know it. Okay? So all of us are giving us all the same story always over and over and over. And it is the tools that you need to escape this easily escapable prison with no guards. Because you're the guard. They've convinced you to guard yourself. You just have to realize it and look around and go, wait a minute. This is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. Right? Even the talking heads wrote it in that song. When the days go by... Water flowing underground. Listen to that song again. <laughs> All right? You'll understand. We've been telling ourselves that everywhere. All right, guys. Have a great night. Namaste.